taking off in five, four, three, two. Yo, it's your boy T.O. as you know. It's your boy O-Rain, real name, no games, no gimmicks. Hey, and we are the Fade Podcast, the one-stop shop for everything TV, media, and film related along with any other goddamn thing we want to talk about. Uh, yeah, we, uh, this is the second episode of 2019 and I already think my head's about to explode with, uh, as much bullshit that's out there. Uh, what do you got already this year? Uh, some of the things we're going to talk about. So for instance, uh, this whole R Kelly situation, yeah. uh, I'm having, I'm feeling a type of way about it. Not because I just enjoy his music, but because everybody who's oh my, cancel R Kelly, R Kelly is muted. We're getting rid of R Kelly. Yeah, the, the mute R. Kelly thing. The fuck up. And <laughs> and I'm not saying this in defense of R. Kelly. R. Kelly's a piece of shit. No doubt. A hundred percent. Yeah. But and maybe I'll save this for when we do. Do we want to hop right into that or do we want to talk about the Golden Globes first? No, let, let's get into let's R. Kelly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because I'm ready right now. Um Okay. Well let, let, let's set let's set everybody up. What like let, let's talk let's talk about what's uh why, what's got everybody talking right now. Yeah. Um so I mean let, let's backtrack, uh, go back a few years, because this is like, when did that, when did he pee on that girl? <laughs> that was, <laughs> was, that was, was like 2000, that was like 2004, 2005, somewhere around there. Yeah, damn, that was, I was in the high school when he pissed on that girl. Yeah. Was it, it was that long ago? Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was a very, very long time ago. That, okay. That, that happened. So. Uh, 2005, 2004, uh, a video emerges, and this is when R. Kelly was still like very, very popular. Um, video emerges of him online having sex with uh, an underage girl, and uh, you know, peeing on her. Yeah, pissed on her. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, at that point in time, people began to see a different side of R. Kelly, yeah. where it's like this man is. <laughs> people started to see a different side of R. Kelly. Did, you, did that, they see it before then? No, I'm saying, like, that's not seeing a different side to somebody. That's just <laughs> seeing the animal that you are. Like, that's like... Th- Ain't nothing wrong with peeing on somebody, s- if they let you. And there's the problem here is she was underage. <laughs> yeah, like... I, if you let me, I'm, I might piss on you. Yikes. Uh, so, so the problem in the situation is, isn't just that he peed on her. It's that he peed on her and then clearly had sexual relations with her and this was all on tape mm-hmm. like it was all on tape it's and here's maybe this is where our reality wait, wait, started did, to get did he dis- did he distorted. pee on her then have sex with her because if i pee on you no, i think uh, he i don't know we're, i think we're, he we're had, done <laughs> <laughs> um no there's don't we're not gonna cuddle after i pee on you no <laughs> get in the shower no 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 but this is like an orgy or if i unless i'm remembering it incorrectly yeah no. and i and i didn't watch it i i i i i Saw bits and pieces of it, but I didn't see the actual things. Mm-hmm. But uh, for me, yeah, it goes Dave Chappelle pee already and scene. It doesn't go <laughs> pee, kiss. No. Yeah, uh, but yeah, she she looked. This, this girl's underage uh, or underage, and he clearly didn't have a problem doing it, and he mm-hmm. has a history of that, right? Yeah, like it's not as if this came out of the blue. Oh my god, uh, there clearly. I don't know if it's rumors or if it was actually fact that he uh, was either married to or briefly engaged to uh, Aaliyah, who was when he first started working with her. She was underage, you know. Yeah. Um, and 
she he clearly helped her produce was it the album or was it a song that was called age ain't nothing but a number yeah i think it was several albums on the song but that yeah. was one of like the more like popular ones yeah um so it we know who like we, we already saw we already had a glimpse of like oh r kelly might be a piece of shit mm-hmm. right but it wasn't until that tape where it's just like he's a full-blown piece of shit like yeah. it's not even ambiguous anymore and i think that's different from seeing another side to somebody seeing another side to somebody who's like damn i don't, I don't you, you you don't you're not really a morning person you know you're, you're kind of angry in the morning <laughs> <laughs> that's seeing another side to somebody for the most Fucking, part like what I, I, what I meant by that is yeah. um it's like you know you work with somebody and when they go home they like to pee on their wife it's like <laughs> oh okay what would yeah. you do if you that found out one of your co-workers John. um <laughs> You pee on your wife as well. Hey, you know, how long have you guys been? Ten, oh, 10 years. Yeah. Right on. You guys right have on, found man. a way to make it work. Fountain of youth. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or it can be vice versa. Maybe, you know, the woman has her husband tied up at the house, right? Yikes, like, yeah. hey, whatever works for you guys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In this case, R. Kelly's. Uh, but you know, he, the thing is, is peeing on an unaged girl on film. And, yeah. Um, there are a lot of questions there. Right. Yeah, it, it, and and it's it's not so much like okay, people have their own shit, right? Like everybody's into like, and you shouldn't be ashamed. Like, hey, if you like to do something, as long as it's not hurting anybody else, yeah, in terms of against their will, uh, then it should it, it's fine, right? But the problem becomes uh, the, the word coercion comes mm-hmm. into mind, meaning that if you have somebody who you're essentially <clears throat> who doesn't, I'm not, I'm not trying to say doesn't know any better, but mm-hmm. essentially yet yeah, doesn't know any better, and you're coercing them to do shit that they wouldn't ordinarily do right like that isn't really like in their wheelhouse of doing but you're just like and you're 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 r kelly you're a a extremely popular musician this is why everybody's fucking talking about the shit with the me too movement right it's not just because guys are doing dirty ass shit it's because they're sitting in positions of power Mm -hmm. and doing the dirty shit the the reason why harvey weinstein can go so many fucking years without somebody fucking uh, blowing the whistle on this dude because he's in a a position of extreme power which is what r kelly you know was pretty much has always been in since he's been in uh, the music industry. Yeah. So going back to, you know, um, uh, timeline here, that video gets released uh, 2004, 2005. This is maybe like what, like um, 14, 15 years later. Yeah. Um, apparently <clears throat> he's had a history since then of con- that same continued behavior, right? Yeah. That predatory behavior, taking young girls away from their families. These girls, 14, 15, 16, um, whether he's meeting them online or he's meeting them at concerts or meet and greets and, you know, he's promising them careers uh, in music or promising to help them with their music or, um, you know, support their careers in one way or another. Uh, basically just taking them from their families, manipulating these girls and, and you know, some would say brainwashing. I, I don't know if I use that word. You know, I don't know if R. Kelly has a uh, witchcraft, <laughs> you know, if, if he went to uh, that I don't, I don't know what <laughs> witchcraft school, uh, university. <laughs> Um, but so again, that's a well, warlock. Okay. Warlock. Okay. Yeah. 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 For, that's uh, the, yeah. Is, is it wizard or warlock? wizard? It would, yeah. I don't know. I, I just threw out a little warlock just because yeah. it sounded, sounds right. Sound like the male version of a witch. Yeah. Um, yeah. could be right. Yeah. You, you could study in either program. Um, <laughs> and we're living in very progressive times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so, uh, you know, R. Kelly has had a history over this, um, over the past, you know, 14, 15 years, and apparently it's, even though the Surviving R. Kelly docuseries has come out, apparently he's still very much like, 
actively. His he music, has girls under his control still. His music has actually surged in popularity. Yeah. It's it's the strangest thing ever. Streams right. are up. Uh, really Music weird. sales are up. Do you up. think it's because people are looking for evidence? Is that why? Because they're uh, looking, looking for, for uh, like, clues? clues in his songs. Like, do, I hear, do I hear a young girl in the background <laughs> crying for help? Yikes. <laughs> this um, is the remix to Ignition? Is this the remix? <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. This is the remix. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Uh, so. Okay. Yeah. I, I want to parse this out. Right. So. So we've gotten to the current um, area where now you know everybody's you know hashtag cancel R Kelly hashtag mute R Kelly mm-hmm. all this all this stuff. I want to I want to separate two different situations here. Right. One hand, we actually have R Kelly. Right. Just as the person and musician, whatever the fuck you want, just him. Right. Uh, R Kelly's the worst. He's the worst, right? Because he does the thing that I, I think in our society is most unforgivable, which is prey on people who you know you can control. Mm-hmm. It's different if you go to uh, fucking, you know, the Women's Empowerment Conference and be like, all right, let me try to like, you know, seduce everybody in here and make them march to my own beat. And they're like, get the fuck out of my face before I stab you in your neck. Yeah. That's different than going to some fucking, you're going around high schools and be like, hmm, who can I pick up here? You know, like who, who which one are you going to yeah. fill out? In a well, couple you, years? Want some, <laughs> <laughs> you know, who wants to do an after school special? You know, like yeah. there's that's there. Those are two very different things. And so he, because of what he does and it's clear it's not fucking ambiguous and this isn't lost on us like what he, he's doing right and that's why you get this uh series surviving r kelly and i, and I credit people for coming out with this series because they're like this dude's clearly doing some illegal shit and we're all just gonna like pretend like it's not happening yeah. we're gonna put this on tv on front street and right? and even at the risk of being sued they decided to move forward with it knowing that they're probably gonna receive a lot of legal backlash from him they're yeah. gonna receive a lot of you know, good publicity, negative publicity. Um, they yeah. still move forward with it because they were like, you know, this needs to be, yeah. people need to see this. Yeah. So side two of that, and I'm going to see if I can kind of like uh, uh, pick up where you're going yeah. is the people around R. Kelly. Yeah. Right. The, um, both the people who work for him, mm-hmm. the people who are well aware of his behavior, but still continue to, uh, you know, be in his camp despite all of that. Uh, and then, I mean, I don't know if this goes into that or this might be a part three, but I also think the parents of these kids somewhat own some uh, own parts of the blame. And, and I'll kind of get into that. But yeah. am I going down the right path? Uh, it's, it's sort of. I, I think my sort of uh, frustration is with the general public, right? Because, and we talked about it when we first started talking about this, uh, we opened with, there's a sex tape with him clearly having sex with a minor mm-hmm. almost over or well over a decade ago. <clears throat> and this wasn't like a thing that just, it's a fringe thing that happened and nobody knew about it. It was a very public, he, he was on fucking trial. Yeah. Uh, R Kelly was. And he, he beat the case, right? Yeah. 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 He was, I, there's a fucking video of like, it's, it's the world's biggest mystery. I don't, maybe he is in the witchcraft. I, I have no idea because yeah. there, there's a video of him having sex with a minor and he's basically like man i don't know that ain't me and they're like you know what i think you got a good point yeah i mean the american justice <laughs> system says like if you're acquitted of a crime you, uh, you 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 didn't do it you're not guilty of it right so then it's like he got acquitted you know he was on trial he 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 beat his case do you forgive him and move on no because w- which you, is there's what a, someone because happened? there's a tape of him 
having sex with a minor. Like, Says it wasn't if, him. No, no. Look, if he beats the case, there was no tape, and it's just all basically hearsay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like at one point, you have to be like, look, we don't know. They did the. We're just assuming that the justice system, which I know I'm, you know, putting undue, uh, cre- giving undue credit to the justice system to actually do their job correctly. Uh, but uh, which is kind of an unfair statement, but still, um, uh. uh we're we're saying you guys did your job and you figured out that he wasn't guilty of this thing okay mm-hmm. fine boom done let's at least try to move on right there's a fucking tape of the dude doing this shit everybody knows it's him and through whatever fucking loophole whatever cross-examination somebody didn't you know bring me a jelly donut today so fuck it like i'm just yeah. not gonna do my shit like somehow he got off right so, so the, the video still exists that's yeah. clearly him so what is your outrage with the public my outrage with the public is the hypocrisy of it is is that everybody was still listening to his music right mm-hmm. and carrying on as if r kelly is still not a piece of shit right yeah um and he came out with a lot of hits after a, that a ton too. of hits like uh, a step uh, in the name that, of love exactly Man, you know? which is still a bang <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well it, and 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 I, and I think that the reason why i'm so frustrated with it is because it's like we have this cultish mentality of since everybody else is saying this shit, since it's, it's a hashtag, since other people are hopping on it, I'm going to hop out on it too and be like, R. Kelly is muted. We're muting R. Kelly. And it's just like, where the fuck have you been for the last 14 fucking years when this tape exists? We knew yeah. this back then. Like, you, what are you know you who doing? I think is who are like very big hypocrites, the artists yeah. that have worked with him since. And they're like apologizing now, like, oh, I'm oh, sorry. I should have never are made that fucking platinum single. <laughs> <laughs> are you my highest <laughs> streaming song are you gonna give back the proceeds yeah. uh mm. no nah, nah, i think i'll hold on to that yeah i'm gonna send this tweet <laughs> i'm gonna send my prayers yeah, digitally. Yeah. prayers up prayers up watch for all my the streams go up yeah <laughs> um <laughs> but i think that's why i'm so frustrated is, is because and then on top of that look man we're acting as if we're acting as if we don't accept that people do dirty shit and still like their shit on the back end. I think the, the reason why I, I'm so frustrated is because everybody's like, oh, I'm going to stop listening to his music. I'm like, the fuck's that going to do? Like, you you act like that's going to help the women who he's, uh, you know, had under his, his uh, lure or whatever the yeah. fuck you want to say. Or at least if you're going to stop listening to his music, support the, you know, the, the causes that, Obviously, he doesn't care for yeah. Um, support yeah. His, battered women. Support his, uh, you know, uh, his direct victims nemesis. of sex trafficking. Yeah. yeah, support the opposition to, yeah, yeah. to, to, to what to, he's doing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but if you just like, I ain't gonna listen to R. Kelly no more. Yeah. Like, like but then okay. and then I, like the first person obviously who to, to come to mind is you're still fucking listening to Thriller, right? Mm-hmm. I don't. You're not not mm-hmm. listening to fucking uh, Dangerous. You know, of course you are. You know, even though we know, look, even if. Even if Mike didn't do all the shit that they said he did, he did enough questionable shit where we all got to take a pause on that yeah. shit. You know what I mean? Thrillers, it's enough. <laughs> thrillers, thrillers. Though. You can't not listen to thrillers. When Billie Jean comes on right now, everybody breaks out and dance. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're not, you're not, there's nobody sitting down in their seat. <laughs> and, and here's the thing. Um, and this is what R. Kelly was able to do successfully, which is why people just kind of uh, not necessarily forgot about the tape, but they, we're like, uh, we're just going to move on from that. He still continued to make good music 
after all of those you know allegations after the trial he had bangers that are still very good songs so did michael it's one of those things where if you win or if you continue to do and or make good stuff the public is gonna forget yeah yeah and or they're gonna allow you they may not forget but they'll allow you to continue to do your thing right yeah ben roethlisberger apparently you know he he got what he he was accused of rape by like three women he won a super bowl (laughs) highest selling jersey (laughs) everyone wanted a roethlisberger jersey but but that but that begs the question right um and and maybe this will help us sort of narrow this conversation down because i think this is what we're really talking about is okay so where's the threshold where do you where's the line of okay somebody does something that's dirty when do we when is it okay to forgive them and when is it like no we got to keep our foot on the throat and not let up i think that's a case by case thing mm, like i yeah. i don't know if there is uh i don't know if you could put them in buckets yeah. right uh, i think anything with children anything involving children is mm-hmm. immediately like all right, fuck you. We're going to put you in somewhere but then, very but then dark where does and that, cold. Where, where does that count, right? Because now they're propping up with this video of Drake, uh, you know, uh, uh, not supposedly, clearly, uh, uh, filling up a 17-year-old at one of his concerts uh, mm-hmm. and giving her a kiss. I think this might have been, like, from, a, like, a long time ago. I don't, I don't, I don't know for sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, so do we then be like, oh, since we have this one video of Drake – do we keep our foot on Drake's throat and be like, hashtag Drake's canceled, yeah. hashtag uh, mute Drake? You know, what I mean, like, what do we? How do we handle that? So, situation? so this is the gray area, right? Yeah. Where, like, I mean, and I'm just looking at it from a legal standpoint. I'm not one of those motherfuckers. Yeah. Not not our Kelly status, but <laughs> in some states, right, on the spectrum yeah. of people, yeah. In some states, consent is the age of 16. Like, yeah. say at the age of 16, a person can decide whether or not they consent to sexual activity with another human being right yeah. so you know in drake's case you know maybe she was fully on board she was like yo i'm ready to go you know adam that's touchy because yeah you're right no absolutely legally speaking you're absolutely yeah. correct and, right? and i'm just looking at it from a legal standpoint legally and it speaking, is kind of weird though right like that if she had been like oh i'm 18 there's no story yeah four months yeah nobody's gonna question that it. is like a, like I, I, like clearly i still think it's what the fuck are you doing Drake? chill yeah <laughs> you know but but if you actually think about that in the practical sense of like oh like so if she had been if this was a couple a couple of months in the future like this wouldn't even be a thing that people are even talking about like yeah and that that to me is like a weird thought. It's the same thing with tiger right apparently he was talking to kylie jenner for before the time she was yeah. like 15 yeah uh as soon as she turned 18 like literally as soon as her birthday happened yeah she's now legal yeah nobody really cared anymore yeah but in the in the weeks or months before that everybody was like tiger's a predator tiger's talking to this underage girl yeah come birthday uh he makes good music. But uh, but then I, I put myself in like the shoes of like, or I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of like parents, right? Like mm-hmm. if I was a parent and yeah, somebody's talking, like I think I would, ju- I don't care if my daughter's 30 something. I think I'm still going to feel like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, yeah. you know, you don't, don't you ever, you know, do anything like that to, to, to my daughter. Yeah. You know? So like, uh, so going back to like the, the issue with the public, right? Yeah. Yes. The public does kind of pick and choose these, these situations. Mm-hmm. It is handled on like, a case by case basis for yeah. the most part, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is there? I can't think of any way we 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 put these things in buckets to say, hey, this bucket of stuff is okay, that bucket of stuff is crossing the line, this bucket of stuff is, you know, 
a case by case basis. I think they're all kind of like case by case basis. My thing is anything involving a child under the age of like 16, just because like in a lot of states, that's the legal limit to me Mm -hmm. is off limits. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think, and, it's, and anything involving drugging, like using, yeah, I think that drugs it, on somebody that yeah. goes without question. I, yeah. I don't think that there's any ambigu- uh, ambiguity about that. But I, I think that even okay. So if you if you take the age situation out of it, right? I think the problem that I have with R. Kelly specifically is the coercion part of you're taking very impressionable people and you're preying on that. You're saying. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You're you're a strong, you're a mentally strong person, and um, you know you're you're not buying my bullshit. Okay, I don't. You're gone, right? This person who's hanging off my every word, and like you're basic, like. And if you have an entire like house of those, you know, uh, of, of women specifically, like, dude, like, what are you? What the fuck are you doing? Like that, like, there's like there's something wrong with you. Like yeah. there's something wrong. Like what? Just get a fucking girlfriend. Get a wife. And just chill the fuck out. Dude. So what apparently he, he he had one. He was dating this like 30-year-old woman, right? Yeah. Um, uh, and then he went on like tour. He was yeah. gone for a few months. He came back and moved three grown-ass women in. Yeah. So his girlfriend was like, oh, my God, you're home. He's like, I got three uh, with me. Can, <laughs> can you go get what their bags and put doing? them up in the room? <laughs> um, so, and these were all grown women, um, yeah. all of age, right? Yeah. And apparently like when they were living in the house with him like they weren't allowed to speak to each other yep. they weren't allowed to leave the house without letting him know they couldn't go to the bathroom without letting him know yeah um you know some of the most crazy things that if he if one of them upset him then none of them ate Jesus or Christ. one of them like she would have to stay in her room yeah. for like three days and yeah. only drink like water yeah, this is uh, why i don't understand scientology that shit is genius yeah, that is not genius <laughs> Nigga, that is if you could if if I could come home, that's why they call. If I have a girlfriend and I can bring three chicks in, like, hey, they're living here now. Yeah. Uh, none of you speak to each other. Yeah. Uh, how the fuck does he do this? Uh, they uh, don't call him the uh, Pied Piper for nothing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this this guy is what clearly a sorcerer. What do you have to say? He's a sorcerer, man. Come on. What do you? It's nothing short of sorcery. This is insane. He, yeah. This is terrible, but. Might need to read our Kelly book. <laughs> Y'all chill. See if I can take that back immediately. See if I can uh, learn a thing. No, nah, you don't want anything. Uh, you don't want to learn anything from Chaos. No, nah, that's. Uh, you you gotta go into Barnes and Nobles with the hoodie on. Like, <laughs> can I get the? Uh, can I get Robert Kelly's? New Wait, book? Who, and then the guy on the, the announcement on it. Uh, can we get a price check on the uh, R Kelly? Uh, how to <laughs> manipulate women into <laughs> you gotta come in with a with the with the disguise on for like a beard the gla- fake glasses yeah. with the, uh the nose and the mustache yeah yep. you gotta come up with that yeah you can't you can, come in you can't drive your car because somebody <laughs> might come out and get your plates yeah yeah you, got, you gotta go get a zip car you gotta yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. make sure oh yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you gotta get one, of, one yeah. of the bird scooters <laughs> or the lime <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, long story short, uh, R. Kelly is a piece of shit, uh, and he clearly deserves to go to jail. Hope he yeah. does. No, but um, I do want to say one thing though about it before yeah. we before we move on. I think there is a lot. Like when I, when I watched bits and pieces of it, you know, a lot of the parents were doing interviews like, "Oh, he, you know, manipulated our daughter." Blah blah blah. You know, he, he you know, he, you know, there was this one family who their daughter was like sixteen or something like that, and you know, they her daughter met R. Kelly, and then. 
uh, I think he promised their daughter he would help her with her like music career and she would be a star, blah, blah, blah. So the family like trusted R. Kelly and basically like let them take their daughter and, you know, then they hadn't seen their daughter in like three years. And yeah. she's of age now, but when he met her, she was definitely underage. I'm like, yo, sir, first of all, why the fuck? And this is after, like years after the tape came out. I would, you still don't put your child in that type of environment where they could be manipulated by someone who's has a history of that predatory behavior, right? But it's, it's okay, it's the same, it's the equivalent of saying, uh, my child's going to go off to college and play for uh, a major university. Like if, if you're going for like a football scholarship, mm-hmm. basketball scholarship, that's essentially you're doing the same thing. You're entrusting their, you know, uh, somebody else with them. In yeah. Your, in essentially in your place. Yeah, but I'm not sending my kid to Jerry Sandusky University. <laughs> no. You don't, but you don't know Jerry Sandusky's Jerry Sandusky at that point in no, time. No, no, what I'm talking about is, this is when they knew this was after the tape had come out. Oh, ten, okay. Like yeah. 10 yeah. years later. Oh yes. And I, then said, I understand. R. Kelly comes yeah, to yeah. you and says, Hey, I'm going to make your daughter a star. You can piss off. R. Yeah. Kelly. <laughs> R. Kelly, get the fuck out of here. I got heat. Like you, bro. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I will never understand that. Like how, and, and how get, you, it's because you value the potential of fame and money and yeah, all that more. I, I get than you, you want your there. child to be a star, yeah. but at the risk of their safety and mental health, never no, no. yeah never yeah you you can't like they're the like they're looking for you to be the person but and also i, I guess it's a that's a tricky situation i mean as a too. parent you got to protect your children against themselves kids you are really dumb. do kids are but dumb. then it becomes a case where like if you try to protect them against themselves they're going to naturally like rebel against you so it's yeah. just like how do you handle that situation like i know R. Kelly is a big musician. Mm-hmm. You're thinking of this as your opportunity to shine. Yeah, you have to teach but them also along the way. He might be running music. a cult. So yeah. the parents yeah. were just like, no, 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 right? Yeah. Their kids are gonna like rebel <laughs> faster or, or, at, yeah. or at a greater capacity, right? Yeah. Whereas if you're like, this man, there is, is a tape a, that exists. <laughs> yeah, this man is a sexual predator. Yeah, yeah. He may not have your best interest at heart. Mm. Like, no, I'm not letting you go for these reasons. You're gonna, you may hate me now, yeah. but in time you'll understand. Like, yeah. You know, but some of these parents are just like, oh, nigga, yeah. Kels. Like, yeah. <laughs> Kels. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you going to write them out? Piper. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh you, she's going to go with you now? Yeah, okay, sure. Just, Fiesta. Just text us. Fiesta. Fiesta. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, um, yeah. for those of you who haven't seen Surviving R. Kelly, um, yeah, check it you out. Know, again, I haven't seen all of it. I hear it's uh, something that, you know, it's kind of like one of those much must watch uh, shows of the moment. Yeah. Uh, definitely check it out. Share your thoughts. You know, if we said something, if we've said something you don't completely agree with, or you uh, agree with, uh, interact with us on social media. There's a there's a very guaranteed list of people who clearly don't agree with what anything we just said. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we love to hear your thoughts. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Drop us uh drop us a line. Let us know uh what the uh, what the scoop is. But uh, onwards and upwards, or what is uh, I I want to keep using um uh iron or not iron fist uh. Uh, uh, Luke Cage. Luke Cage's uh, uh, saying here. What is it? Uh, Ford always, always Ford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'm doing it ironically or if I'm actually like I believe in it. I don't, I don't know which one I believe yet. It sounds good. Yeah, yeah. It's 
<laughs> but you got to get it right. It's got to yeah. flow now. You yeah, can't, you yeah, can't yeah, keep yeah. asking. Like, oh, That's who, true. Who said yeah, it? yeah. It can't be three weeks in and I'm like, what's going uh, on? I'm going to yeah. use that. Um, yeah. uh, uh, who said uh, the always forward, forward? Is that right? No, you got to say it with confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if it's wrong. Yeah, yeah. No, you taught me this. Yeah, we've been over this a couple of times. Um, but uh, uh, forward, always, always forward uh, mm-hmm. to our Golden Globes uh, night. Uh, I don't think you had a chance to check out the uh opening monologue but i'll I'll just sum it up in uh essentially a few words um everything we thought it would be if not more no chemistry oh terrible jokes oh my god and and look this is no at at no disrespect to sandra o or andy samberg because i actually like both i I think Mm -hmm. that sandra is a very talented actress uh uh, obviously, Shonda Rhimes liked her a lot since she's in uh, she's in what, Grey's Anatomy, mm-hmm. unless I'm mistaken. Uh, and Andy Samberg, uh, I, I'm not the biggest Andy Samberg fan in the world, um, but he does well enough. Yeah, he he's good enough. Where I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna. And he's a, he seems like a pretty good guy, so I'm not gonna. Yeah, I can't. I don't have anything bad to say about him. Um, but whoever this goes out to, whatever producer, whatever nonsensical milk toast want to just tote the fucking uh just walk the, the 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 very uh uh shallow line of oh we don't want anybody who's offensive we don't want anybody to like stir the rock the boat or anything like yeah. that we just want somebody who's just going to say the fucking lines smile and get the fuck off the stage yeah this goes out to you you're the worst yeah so you should be fired immediately i mean i get andy samberg okay he's a uh, a comedic actor Right. I don't yeah. I wouldn't necessarily call him a comedian. I haven't heard any of his stand up. I don't, I don't think, think he does stand up. I don't think yeah. he's really funny. I think he is interesting in a funny way. I think he has to be put in positions to succeed. I think with SNL, he was put in positions to succeed with SNL. Yeah. Um, with Brooklyn Nine-Nine, he's put in position to succeed because they cater to what he does best. And yeah. they have a group of people around him who all do sort of different things. That show actually so has a really good cast. It, it, it really does. Yeah. It really, I actually like the show, who, uh, Brooklyn if, Nine-Nine. Even if he's not particularly funny, like the cast and the situations are funny. Absolutely. That, that's where he Good thrives. writing. Every, every, the, 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 it's a really good show yeah um, sandra oh i don't get that at all n- n- not that if you're uh you know a drama a television drama actor or an actress you can't go on to host a uh you know a show like the golden globes when i look at it it just doesn't really make any sense no i'm not i'm not on the same tip i think they should just leave it to comedians because it, like every now and then an actor or actress who is more drama oriented will surprise us. We're like, Oh, this person's actually really funny. Yeah. But more often than not, now they're going to bomb. Right. Because they're not going to go for the kill. Like comedians, they're paid to go for the fucking kill. You know what I mean? They're paid to slice to people say up. The you know what I mean? To say the things we nobody can't. else would. Exactly. When you're, when you're an actor, actress, you're like, I'm trying to get hired next week. What do I No, I'm not going to go and tell the director that he's a piece of shit and that his, you know, the movie sucked or that people are laughing at it. You know, walking out there just laughing at their last movie. No, I'm not going to say that shit because I need, I need to work within this space. Um, but comedians are attached enough without being attached 
to that world. You know what I mean? If you put Chris Rock in there, Chris Rock's like, look, I don't fucking have to be in another another movie if I don't want to. I could just do do another fucking comedy tour. And I'm going to make quadruple the size of money that you I make from your little shitty film. So what the fuck do I care? Right? Yeah, there, there, there are very few people who are non-comedians who've like managed to host game shows successfully. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Kimmel. But again, he's a he's no, a he's a he's a comedian. Guy. You no, think so? You no, categorize that's how comedian? we start. That's how we started out. Jimmy Kimmel is a comedian that essentially turned into a late night host. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Alec Baldwin. Would you categorize him as a comedian? No. He's he's no. great when he hosts. But he just but he has that personality. He's done SNL a shit ton of times. Uh, I think he gets it in terms of like you can't really hold back. Like mm-hmm. I, I I feel like and he he has this weird sort of clout of. Alec Baldwin could really kind of just say anything. He could say and do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris is another one who I think. No, terrible. You don't think? Terrible. I think he's a good host. Terrible. No, no, he's a he's a he's a host for like Broadway. Like if you're having like a Broadway musical, you think so? He could host that. But I'm not gonna accept Neil Patrick Harris for fucking like uh, MTV awards. No, give me somebody else. Uh, Golden Globes. He could do Golden Globes. Seth Meyers is definitely a comedian. Seth Meyers. Seth Meyers. Who's Seth Myers? Um, oh, Seth Myers. Okay, yeah, the, uh, that, that, the late light, late that night host. One motherfucker. <laughs> very, yeah, very descriptive. descriptive. Yeah, very descriptive. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Um, the the one that. Well, and obviously we, we never really got to see him, and I, I think we're still not going to. But uh, but I I, I would want to see what Kevin Hart would do with it, because I'm not sure if Kevin Hart's gonna go would go for the kill like other comedians would. You know what I mean? I think that Kevin Hart's kind of. Kevin Hart vanilla. is definitely gonna throw some jabs out there, but it's gonna be like you know, the type of comedy that everybody could laugh at. Exactly. Whereas Chris Rock will say will, something where you might be like, "Yo, see me backstage." He will make everybody uncomfortable, <laughs> yeah. particularly white people. <laughs> Chris Rock does not give a fuck when it comes to calling out white people. Yeah. Um, um, okay, so so we agree that they don't um, they they didn't have very good uh, chemistry, or at least. We didn't think that they would, and from the first few minutes of their monologue, it was very evident that they clearly do not. Yeah. Um, th- their jokes were very awkward, and, and it made everybody uncomfortable, not in the, oh, my God, he said something just really offensive, in the, just, that just oh wasn't my God, funny. Just wasn't yeah, good. that just yeah. wasn't good. Um, okay, so let's let's get right to the brass tacks here. Uh, the the uh, best drama, uh, uh, it was uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, that that took uh, home the best drama award. Uh, I didn't see Bohemian Rhapsody. I really wanted to, but uh, but I didn't go around to it last year. Um, I'm finding it hard to believe though that Bohemian Rhapsody would beat out everybody else on the list. Now yeah, had who a, else is on the list? Stars Born, um, If Bill Street Could Talk, mm-hmm. uh, a Black Klansman, Black Panther. And, and Roma then, uh, was Roma nominated? Roma, not not for that. Roma okay. was re- voted for. Uh, it was therefore best foreign. Um, film gotcha um but uh but this is just uh best drama which i don't know why you can't add roma to best drama but yeah whatever um so behind bo- whoa 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 <laughs> the what matrix, was i about to say the matrix got a hold of you yeah. bohemian rhapsody <laughs> <laughs> took home definitely uh, best glitch. drama yeah okay uh you know i didn't see it yeah um 
most of the other films that you mentioned, I did yeah. see. Yeah. I'm going to have to see this one to, to validate that. Yeah. But, yeah that, um, that's what, like, my, so whenever these award shows happen, if I hadn't seen whatever movie that won Best Picture, I make it a point to at least, at the very minimum, see that movie. Mm-hmm. But I also try to see all the movies on the list so that. I can like be like, nah, they got it right, or yeah. nah, they got it terribly yeah, wrong. Yeah, and I have to see if Beale Street could talk as well. Regina King, she um, yeah, she won Best Supporting Actress, mm-hmm. unless I'm mistaken. Yeah, she uh, um, yeah. And she she made headlines last night as well. Why would she do? Um, so she vowed that moving forward, everything she produces will be at least fifty percent female, uh, in terms of, uh, I think, in front of the camera and behind the camera. You yeah. Know, um, uh, you know, production, all things production, direction, or directing, writing. Uh, in front of the camera as well mm-hmm. that's that's a big statement to make that's a huge statement to make uh, especially with the fact that you know i'm sure people who are funding you know the shit that she does uh would look at it like are you Bitch. sure about that <laughs> <laughs> this is my money you playing with um but look i shout out she's a very talented uh director i, I forget she directed her like first thing last year or was maybe it, it was um, the year before was it the, the show seven seconds as well that was on um it was something i i, Netflix I, I, don't, got think canceled? I, ever, I don't think i ever checked it out but yeah, uh, it was it was yeah. very good it was like very it was oh, like really? um not necessarily like oh wasn't painting it the cops in a bad light but it was didn't highlighting. michael b jordan like either like did he did he it was like a part of his production company or something like that was uh, I'm not sure, but I remember he was involved in some way. Um, but uh, because it was about like a little kid who had like I don't know something about a it little was kid. Yeah, a little kid who died, dirty cops trying to cover it up. Yeah. Um, you know, police didn't like that shit. Yeah, and that's why I got that's why I got canceled. Yikes. Police department shut it down. Uh, you know the what what is that shit called? The the fund for the police officers. Uh, their um, their, their retirement fund or yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've got a lot of money and a lot of power. Oh, like the unions and stuff. Yeah, they got yeah. that shit pulled. <laughs> uh, okay, so winning best uh music uh or best picture for musical or comedy was Green Book. Also, didn't check that out, but uh, always yeah. went to uh, Marshall Ali and uh. Vigo Morrison, Vigo Morrison, Morrison. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll probably never watch any film in the best musical category. So, but this was best musical or comedy. So this was actually a comedy. Yeah, how the fuck one. does that? I don't know how that one comedy, but I guess there's. It looked like a very sort of humorous yeah. sort of. I would have thought movie. Vice would have won that. Yeah, but even I, I don't know. I don't know how any of this shit works with the uh, fucking. Um, uh, do they just like draw out of a hat? I don't know what they <laughs> do. Yeah, it's one a very strange because there's clearly funnier films. Mm-hmm. Like, like clearly there there are. You know what I mean? Like, so how did this win yeah. best comedy? That's why again, I think the demographic of the people who are like voting mm-hmm. for, very for these strange. films. Yeah, yeah. I, I need to know what that demographic is because if it's yeah. if this is some shit that's gonna be funny to like some older people. Yeah. Nah, yeah, that, guys, that doesn't really make sense to me. A, guys, a lot of these movies I see, I'm like, you know, this maybe makes sense to like an older demographic, right? Yeah. And I think we talked about uh, Black Panther being in the drama category. Yeah, it, I it doesn't really make sense. No, but no. there might be some people who are like, oh, put that in there. It's gonna make a few people. Yeah, happy. yeah. Let's put it in there, but it's not gonna win. And and honestly, I, I say that, and I'm like, it should not have won. Like, if Black Panther won Best Drama, yeah, it I'd been, have been like. I would I'm not like, accepting nah. this. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just it's not. It would have been, been pander. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So best uh, best director for uh, motion picture, really, Alfonso Cuarón with uh, Roma. That's very interesting. Hmm. Well deserved. Okay. I think that yeah. I think they got that absolutely correct. 
yeah, for those who haven't go check uh, go check out our uh, year end uh, movies uh, list for 2018. Uh, Roma was at the top of my list, uh, and I think he that is just absolutely deserved. I think yeah. he, he he put out a very high quality piece of work with uh, Roma, and, and I think that needs to be uh, observed. Uh, and acknowledge uh, best. Uh, let me see if there's anything else that's. Oh, uh, so I, I had it all prepared that I was going to talk about Glenn Close and how she just just stopped. They just need to stop like nominating her for yeah, shit. Did she not get any nominations? She did, and she won. Uh, she won best actress for The Wife. Never heard of The Wife. Look, what, what is that? It was a movie that came out last year. Apparently, I never heard of it. Uh, it wasn't even like and and I like we do this like on, on you know in terms of looking you know uh uh you know sh- uh, shifting through uh or sifting through you know all this content for movies and tv shows never even heard this was a thing that existed last year the, the wife. wife it was a show no it was a movie it was a movie never heard of it yeah, yeah. Uh, uh but apparently she was excellent in it uh and uh it, it, that begs the question if a uh, you know if a tree falls in a forest and nobody's around to hear it yeah, should like, Glenn Close win a fucking? <laughs> I feel like a certain Golden amount of Globe. people again, and I think distribution matters. Like how many theaters were showing it, how much like marketing was put behind it, if it was, or was this just a smaller film that yeah. had exceptional acting and writing and blah blah blah? I think those things matter. But if nobody saw the movie, then it's like, how can you really say she did the best thing that year? And only fifty people say, "Oh, it was incredible. She was amazing." Whereas. 20 million people who saw this other film were like, nah, this was better. How, but how I, I guess you, the, 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 the technicality would be, okay, you would need to see both in order to make that accurate yeah. judgment, right? So we would have needed to have seen the wife in order to be like, nah, yeah, absolutely. True, but if I didn't even know about it, it, this yeah, shit, then it's how just was like, I how was I supposed to, to, to Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a very strange sort of thing because inevitably every year with every award show, there, like, are, there's, because there, there's a lot of smaller films, like for instance, uh, they had the the favorite, which was uh, a very sort of uh, kind of like an indie film mm-hmm. last year, and I might be getting that wrong, but was, uh, it's the one that was spelled with a U, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I seen that. Um, I didn't watch it, but I saw it. Yeah, uh, so I y- there's always movies like that that exist, right? But then there are movies that even go further than that, which are movies that are clearly like more like art house films and those type of things. But nobody like there's no if I don't fucking know this shit existed, and you're t- and I guess. Maybe that's why these people are selected because they they are the ones who are watching this shit. Yeah. But it's just like, I mean, you're 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 basically at a certain point. Popularity matters. Like, what is most of the country watching, or what has like mm. the majority of people seen? But then that means that it it it's generally going to go to those with deeper pockets. Then right. Although I mean, any movie. But again, would... these these people, their their responsibility is to um to sift through the bullshit, right? Yeah. But, but I think popularity of the film like did people actually go and watch it should count for something i think for like the best picture but if you look at like like if you if you look like for like the best movie but if you look at for look at it for best actor or actress in a Mm -hmm. particular role then i think that's different from saying like you're talking about the movie overall as a whole because the marketing isn't your fault as actor actress so when it when it comes to like individual performances yeah um i think it is a little bit different when it comes to like the film as a whole Mm -hmm. um if if you made a movie and no one really saw it. Was that film better than the movie that everybody saw? Yeah. Um, very gray area. Yeah. But I think it has to count for something or at least those things. Like I need to know they're taken into consideration, which is why on the last episode, remember I mentioned like for these journalists who are voting for these films, I want to see some type of writing that 
kind of outlines or conveys why they the thought it. behind yeah. the nominations. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that would at least help at least somewhat understand my, I think my, my response to that was everybody, as soon as you put out why you voted for a particular thing, it's going to get destroyed because people yeah. are going to come out with like, because it's all opinion. And mm-hmm. I think that's, what's weird about this whole thing. It's, it's literally just all opinion. Yeah. Like it's your, your opinion and Glenn Close. Like what do you, what fucking statistical analysis are you doing of Glenn Close's performance in the wife to yeah. say that she's 10 I mean, shoulders sure. above everybody yeah, else? Yeah, sure. People are going to tear it down. I mean, that's what happens, right? You put something out there, people are going to come and try and tear it down. Yeah. Um, Still put it out there. Like, yeah. Support yourself. Even if, a million people yeah. coming to tear you down. Yeah, it's like being back in school. You uh, show your work. You yeah, know? Uh, exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. You can't just write the answer on the paper. No, you gotta show me, you show me you where you there. carried the one. Because otherwise, I'm gonna believe that you use your cell phone to help you. Um, okay. Uh, do we want to keep talking about the gloom glows? I'm kind of tired. tired yeah, no, 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 let's move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very. <laughs> I, I, I was excited to talk about it at first, and and then it quickly got. Uh, uh, dashed. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I didn't watch the shit yeah. for a reason, so <laughs> no need to keep talking. But we about have to it. make this promise here. We have to actually watch, uh, watch, uh, watch the Oscars like through and through. All right, you know, I, I could do that. Yeah, let's let, let, well, let's when, make a pact. It is award season, so I, I can imagine the Oscars are coming up soon, right? March, if I'm not mistaken. March. Yeah. Fuck, that's too. Soon, <laughs> All right, <laughs> we'll do it. It's like two or three hours. It will do and, it, and, and we're gonna have to deal with the controversy of okay, will Kevin Hart host? Is he not? No, hosting? no, he's already said he's not. No, but then he went on Ellen. It was like, well, yeah. no, no, after Ellen. Oh, after Ellen. Because yeah. um, so when he went on Ellen, uh, Ellen, you know, tried to make the point that he should, you know, host you, it. Yeah. You should host. You should, you know, you know, you know, be in your own corner. Stand, yeah. stand with yourself and. Uh, hold your ground and, and host the Oscars, and I think it was after that his he or his camp came out and said like, no, we're just gonna move on, get more money, yeah, <laughs> doing something uh, else, yeah, yeah, yeah. They actually don't get paid that much to host the Oscars. It's uh, yeah, it's he, not a very good gig actually. In whatever he could be doing, yeah, if hosting the Oscars probably make like ten more, million more, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, fair enough. But we we will watch the Oscars through and through, uh, so that we can fluently talk about it. As well as I'm going to make an effort, and I'm saying this here now. This is a promise to you on the Fade Podcast, our listeners, just for you guys, because this is how much I care about you all. That I will not slack. I will not uh, obfuscate my uh, my duties. I will watch every single movie, every single TV show that is nominated. I will check out. I'm partially lying about that because that sounds like a lot of fucking. So, a lot of work yeah, yeah yeah uh but i will at least check out as much as i possibly can so that you know and, and especially for the at major least the categories. things in the major category yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. like yeah. best film yeah. best actors and actress yeah 100 percent. okay tits uh yikes okay um dude like like i'm trying to make this you know a very family friendly podcast you know no you, you, you <laughs> <laughs> nay ah fair enough fair enough uh ford I don't always know if I always censor ford. myself if yeah. i tried if i tried really no hard. no you generally cannot I, even I, in the yeah. workplace i'm still like yeah, yeah. bordering on should yeah, yeah. i have said that yeah yeah no 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 worries uh you, i'll just look at you you know look for you in the uh you know on page two when they talk about people <laughs> hemmed up for the me too movement uh i'll uh i'll find you there um okay now uh you know we hear your demands we hear the things that you say as fans of the fade podcast and we have our finger on the general zeitgeist of you know the the public uh and of the times so 
for that reason, we're a little old. This is a little old, you know. Uh, Still very relevant, though. But very, very relevant. Ladies and gentlemen, we have another press play for you. Bird Box coming at you live and direct to your face, in your face, around your face. I've said face a lot of times. Uh, no, I like that, though. You man. kept it going. Uh, yeah, yeah. You ended strong. Yeah, I did. I tried to. Good. That was yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, uh, Okay, so we are going to do tonight's press play on Bird Box uh, as requested by uh, uh, the Netflix general public. Original. Netflix original film so- starring uh, Sandra Bullock, uh, my, my dude Travante. What is his name? Travante. I keep wanting to say West. but Travante that seems, Rhodes. Okay, yeah. It seemed racist that I was going to say West. but um, John Malkovich. John Malkovich. And uh, Sam, uh, Sarah Paulson, and of course the MVP of the the film MGK. Uh, <laughs> MGK popped out of nowhere in this film for me. Um, he was uh, only there for like two seconds. No, he was there for a while for was for he? enough of time. Yeah, for enough time. For enough time, oh, he was there. Did he do anything? He did some things. He did some things. Yeah. What? I don't remember him in that movie. Yikes. I remember them being in the house and yeah. then him like stealing the jeep and dipping yeah. off with the girl, and that was it. Yeah, no, he was in the house, uh, and then he made comments uh, to the cop saying, hey, or he didn't even make comments. He just looked at her, and she's like, no way, Jose. And then the next scene, they were fucking. Uh, and then they bopped there okay. shortly thereafter. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, oh, so that's yeah, what you mean. Like, yeah. He got some pussy in the yeah. movie. Yeah, good and, then, good uh, and then and dipped out. Um, and that, that particular storyline is another reason why I have some particular feelings about this uh, this movie. But, uh, yeah, we want to give you guys our full and undivided at- attention when it comes to this uh, this film. It's a cultural phenomenon, a uh, film of a thousand memes. Uh, uh, you know, everybody's talking about this shit, you know, from, you know, really sort of, um, you know, what you would think is, you know, uh, good critics, you know, or, or high, you know, highly thought. I can't talk tonight. I can't think of words to say. I'm struggling right now. Yeah. yeah you usually just go back to saying Genesis. And uh, what is the other word that you used, used to always uh, I, I say? I use like a the, lot of words. On the cusp. Okay. Or we reached the, the precipice. I'm, I have used precipice precisely four times in my life. Yeah. None was, of them. It was, have been it on was something like it was Genesis, and there was right. something else. Yeah, I don't know. It, if it it'll that. come to me. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, okay, so let, let, let's 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 dive into it. Let's talk about uh, Bird Box. Uh, this film it was uh, directed by Susan um, Bear. Is that what was her name? Hold on. Let me let me grab my notes yep, here. Yep, Su- Susan Bear. Yeah. Uh, or buyer, I guess is bear. Uh, it's bear, it's bear, bear. <laughs> fair enough. Um, and uh, yes, and the essentially the description of the film is uh, five years after an ominous unseen presence drives most of the uh, most of society to suicide, a mother and her two children make a desperate bid to reach safety. Uh, and that is actually a a very very spot on succinct definition of this film uh or at least a, a summation of this film um and, and i'm sorry that's suzanne um buyer um is is who directed this uh this film to, to get it correct um okay let's dive into the plot which uh the screenplay was r- written by eric uh heiserer i don't know i can't pronounce the name <laughs> uh and uh the novel that the film is based on was uh written by josh uh, uh mallerman yeah, um, oh, you got that one. Yeah, yeah. I can actually, every now and then, I can surprise myself by actually pronouncing something correctly. 
and I, I don't actually know. I pronounce it correctly. I'm just assuming. I you, you did fuck up Eric yeah. Heiser's name. Is it Heiser? Okay, I, I, I. So you see what happened? You got to double up on the er. At I the copy, end, I copy and pasted incorrectly. So that's what threw me uh, off. I, there was way too many s's and way too many er's. So it threw me off. No, yeah, his his name uh, well, only has two s's, but way too many e's. Yeah. There, there's three it, there's, e's in this guy's name. Right. Uh, we got two r's. Oh. Fuck. I'm confused. I don't know how to pronounce that. Yeah. At what age did he learn to spell his last name? It had to be <laughs> he like never 18. Did. He's still learning. He's, he's still trying to figure it, it out. It's probably not right. It's probably not even nowhere <laughs> close to his real name. That's all he could write down. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's dive into the plot. Uh, what do we think? What do we, what do we think about the plot? So, I mean... This reminds me of The Happening, okay. um, starring yeah. uh, Mark Wahlberg, mm. um, which was an M. Night Shyamalan film. I believe so, yeah. Yep. Um, an ominous, unknown presence you know, starts driving people insane, right? Mm. Uh, so I don't think the plot is unique, mm. but I do love the twist of it's not if like you inhale it or if you touch it. It's if you look at it, if you mm-hmm. even see it, um, which at the end of the movie, brilliant. Mm-hmm. You know, and we'll we'll get to that part. But the, the I thought the plot was a really interesting take on um, a type of movie we've seen before. Yeah. Um, and and they they just kind of like just took a, a you know again a not original idea and made it really fun to watch. Yeah. Some technical difficulties. Yeah, yeah I'm just trying to we'll figure it out. Here, yeah. Uh, but again, it, it was really fun to watch this movie. Yeah. Um. It was interesting watching this movie for me I, I didn't necessarily have so much fun as i was trying to i was trying to understand the rules of the game mm-hmm. and i think in trying to understand the rules of like the world that they're trying to build uh i think i i paid too much attention to that and not enough attention to uh just enjoying the ride, you know. Yeah, so- um, sounds like something you would do. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, classic overthinker, this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, and and I think that kind of took me out of the movie a little bit uh, because I'll, I'll give them this. You're right. It's definitely not an original like plot, mm-hmm. uh, but it, but it is. They did at least attempt to do something at least slightly different, you know, in, in terms of creating sort of like this crux where. Uh, they can't they can't look you know and I think yeah. looking is different than anything else right like, yeah with hearing you could just throw some fucking earmuffs on and you're like I'm good like I, you know, I'm walking Beats around fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> noise canceling headphones you know you're straight you know uh, it's that you know somebody you know you can't speak to somebody or something it's like, all right, I just won't talk to this nigga it's like <laughs> yeah like, like in, in the happening it was out, it was completely out of you, your control right either you got the wind blew and you were fucked or you know, you weren't fucked. Yeah. <laughs> like that was it. Yeah. But this, you had the choice of whether or not you looked. And that creates temptation, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's, and then, you know, throughout the movie, you know, the, 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 the beings or whatever the case are, uh, you know, and, and it, and here's one of the things that I didn't enjoy so much about the film was, uh, I hate when they give me the explainer guy, right? Where it's this one person to explain exactly what the issue is and then after that person explains it we're like oh okay i understand what's going on now right who explained it was it john malkovich no no uh rel rel Rel. yeah yeah yeah. um his character explains oh 
that, you know, these are like demons or something like that, that, you know, uh, essentially, you know, manifest and, uh, you know, uh, uh, they, they exploit like our worst fears or whatever the fucking case mm-hmm. is. Right. He explains it, but it was done in such a, Oh, like, okay. So you're telling me that of all the people to get locked into the house with this. Uh, so Sandra Bullock's character, yeah. uh, she, she's on the way back from the hospital with her sister. She's pregnant at the time. Uh, they went to go get an ultrasound. They get into this accident because her sister sees the, you know, beings or whatever. And they crash. Her sister ends up killing herself, which we'll get back to that in here in a sec. Um, and then Sandra Bullock is kind of on the street. She's kind of not understanding what's happening right now. And then these people take her, take her into this house. Mm-hmm. And it just so happens that in this same house, you have possibly the one guy who knows exactly who what's going happen on. to be writing a book about this very topic. That is very yeah. convenient. So at that point in the movie where like very select people are running to that house mm-hmm. and other people aren't, I was confused at that point in the movie. Cause I'm like, do they know to go to that house specifically? Like, is that like an Airbnb that they, <laughs> that they were on they their were way to? to book? Like, <laughs> how many right? stars is this? Because <laughs> it was like a massive amount of people running, yeah. oh, like still running down the street and fucking yeah. dying. And then very select people were like, hey, just kept let's coming to this run house. to yeah. that particular house. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's because it was on a hill. And they're like, mm, that's some good views. I can maybe see, you know, when the uh, creatures are coming, you know, yeah, maybe. It was a nice ass house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very scenic. Yeah, uh, that lawn neighborhood. Was yeah, beautiful. Immaculate. Where immaculate. was this movie yeah. filmed? It had to be in like Oregon yeah, or something. I'm, no, I'm sure Cali. Cali, you think I'm so? sure Cali, yeah, yeah. It seemed like a very sort of Cali. It looks like film. Like, like Seattle, too. It could be mm. Seattle. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um, But anyway, so that was the part of the film that kind of like rub me the wrong way yeah. right and you know i didn't think too much into the fact that rel's character had um was about to get fucking published <laughs> <laughs> nah he was no nah, he was about to go to he was about to go to like amazon amazon publishing yeah, yeah it was gonna be a best self self publish yeah uh yeah though no, that, that that's definitely something that i was just like hmm very convenient you know, i uh, honestly didn't catch that until like at least i didn't think about it that intently um yeah. until just now until yeah. you said it yeah. Very, very convenient. Uh, it, it, well, it's it's because I like I, like I, I that's the stuff that makes me know that you're serious about like this story is mm-hmm. is when you can find a creative way to get that same effect, but not have it be so just like almost like vomit. Like oh, I'm just going to explain everything all at once. Like they did that at the beginning with Sandra Bullock's character, where they tell you a lot of things about her character in terms of like informing who she was in a very short period of time. Yeah, where her sister comes in, she starts talking about hey. You know, you know, I know you don't like people or, you know, you like being by yourself. And they, they kind of alluded to her, uh, her, I guess, the father of her child, like being like a roommate and that he essentially just dipped, you know, uh, and that she doesn't really talk to her mom. Uh, they like, they, like this is within the first two minutes of the fucking movie. And I'm like, yeah can you guys have like a normal, like, I just, I just asked if you want some catfish from the fucking, (laughs) (laughs) you know, from the spot. I didn't ask you to give me this fucking. I I think that part with like building her character needed to happen a little bit fast because the movie got off to a very quick start. So it's like, you know, let's tell the audience who Sandra is where this movie is going to start very quickly. But, but the problem I think with that is 
who she is informed so much of what the movie was like the home the whole the only reason why i'm even saying this was even a, even a semi-decent film is because they were able to tie who she was at the beginning with who she, now i think they very, did it in a very sort of obvious and sort of they didn't really try to be a, even remotely sort of like artistic with it so to speak uh in terms of uh, you know, hiding the fact that they're trying to do this, mm-hmm. uh, but they at least did it in terms of ty- tying who she was uh, to who she ended up being at the end of it all, right? Yeah. Um, but if you're gonna do that, okay, you don't have to do that in the first five minutes of the fucking movie. You can spread that out. Let me discover who she is through her actions versus you saying it. Yeah. There's a difference, right? I don't come to you every day. I see you and be like, Irene. Uh, you know, uh, I know that you like ham and cheese sandwiches and, you know, um, and I know that's because when you were growing up, you, you know, you, your <laughs> mom used to give you ham and cheese sandwiches and you feel a certain, no, like, I, yeah. I'm just like, no, like, let's go get some fucking fries from five guys. Like, and then uh, I'm like, know? oh, I like ham and cheese sandwiches it, it, and then it builds from there. <laughs> and then, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we just do the fucking shit and let like trust your audience enough to like figure the shit out like even if it is like some of them won't figure it out okay mm-hmm. they're just casualties of war uh but hopefully you've built a, a tight enough story where they can follow the breadcrumbs that you're leaving for them along the way yeah not just giving them the entire loaf like all right here yeah. you go and i get what you're saying and i do think certain character um certain character development in this film some of it happened very slowly some of it happened very quickly i think that's the one where they're like you know let's tell her give bits and pieces of her personality in the beginning so we can hurry up and get to one of the major events in the film, which is like that initial scene where her sister, um, you know, all the fires and explosions break out at the hospital and then uh, her sister uh, crashes and dies. That was going to happen very quickly. So they're like, Hey, let's, let's tell this now. Yeah. And and Um, they have some very confusing emotional responses. So for instance, the first one where I was just like, I hope they're going to address this later. And they never do is when her sister dies. Yeah. She just like almost like never acknowledges it. Like yeah. y- your sister, who I'm assuming you grew up with, just walked in front of a fucking uh, dumpster truck and got smashed to pieces. And she was just like, damn, that sucks. Yeah. And damn. just kept it pushing. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was, <laughs> that's a I, weird I don't response. Think she ever, I think she may have mentioned her sister dying um, at, at a point in time. She never. The and I understand that she's supposed to be like a, almost like an emotionless character. Yeah. But you're still going to weird. have to deal with that <laughs> right? at a certain point. But yeah, you're right. They didn't address it. Yeah. Um, but you know, with that said, do you want to go into some of the characters though? I, I have one, one or two more things with the plot. Let me, let, okay. me, let me, let me, let me dive into those real quick. Uh, one of the plot points that I didn't quite understand was the whole Felix and Lucy plot line, which is uh, MGK's character and uh, Lucy, who was played by somebody else who I don't have the information up for. But uh, Rosa Salazar dope uh so uh so they have this plot line where essentially they meet in the house that the you know sandra bullock and all these other people are gathered in to hide from this uh these demons or whatever you want to call them that are that are sort of stalking them um and they essentially start befriending each other right and they essentially start a relationship and then they steal the vehicle that they're using to go get food and supplies and then we never hear anything about them again that's weird yeah especially with the fact that i thought they were going to use that to say okay this is how they're going to struggle for food right 
they never address the fact of how they get food. I mean, they kind of they they don't necessarily allude to it, but they sort of address it later, where you see them going into everybody's you know houses and taking whatever they can. But after five fucking years, I'm assuming the radius of houses that you you've taken food from. I'm assuming you've, you've after five years, you exhausted yeah. all that shit, right? Um, and they just never address it how they like actually eat shit and get food like unless like did they have a garden that i didn't see or some shit and they live off of carrots or or something yeah i mean i don't know how you go well i guess you can because i'm sure yeah, some you can blind go outside, people have gardens yeah. yeah um but yeah i mean you just don't know what you're growing is it <laughs> is this a fucking cucumber is it squash zucchini i don't know where are the tomatoes <laughs> you fucking never know yeah but um you know, yeah, so I, I did find it odd that Lucy and MGK's character, they just kind of uh, stole the Jeep and then peaced out, uh, and that was never explained. We never saw them again. We didn't see them, like, dead later on, or, yeah. um, you know, they didn't come back for for some... Uh, maybe they left, they felt bad and came back, or maybe they were scared and came back. Like, none of the above happened. They, yeah. they just disappeared. Yeah, which which I'm, comp- I'm actually fine with that, with the exception that I thought they were going to use that as a back way to, like, create some sort of, like, a foil in the plot where it's just like, oh, now we really can't get food. Now that's becoming a critical issue. Yeah. And they just don't use it for that purpose. And I'm just like, then what the fuck was the point? What, yeah. Like, what is it? What did it matter? Like, we I think we were supposed to feel something when they took the car. They were sel- it was a selfish thing to go take the car. Mm-hmm. And there was no essential, like, repercussion or consequence from that, which is, like, a weird. There's, like, why would you do that if you that's not going to lead somewhere? Like, yeah. You, you know what? You know what I thought was weird, too? Remember when um they were initially heading to the store? Yeah. And then my man was driving the Jeep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get you got the navigation on the bitch. But, yeah. Um, you're no, there's no <laughs> fucking way. <laughs> there's no fucking way they drove three miles yeah. to the Whole Foods. Uh, it's just not using uh, the navigation. <laughs> you're gonna hit something. Nobody's yeah. that nice. And what what I didn't get is the Jeep had a backup camera. Yeah. So why didn't they just because, reverse the whole because way? Because that was after uh and, and shout out to B D Wong who played uh who was in this movie as well. Uh he's the guy who he He played Greg. He he owned the house mm-hmm. and he uh, he watched the footage of, uh, you know, he was like, all right, let's test this out. If we can at least see the footage and maybe it's just pixels and heat from the computer. Mm-hmm. So it's like, maybe it won't have the same effect. Sure enough, it does. And he ends up killing himself. Right. So they uh, know that if you see, even if you see it on camera, it's still going to get you, you know? Damn. Yeah. 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 I, it's, uh, yeah. How did I miss that? I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pay more attention. Uh, okay? I probably went to like take a piss when that <laughs> happened or something like that. But okay, all right, yeah. that makes sense. And now I'm not confused. No. By that anymore. <laughs> uh, but but yeah. still, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the new the sensors on that 2019 Jeep Grand Cherokee. Yeah, uh, that was that was a Jeep plug there. Yeah, uh, very good. Uh, that, that was nothing short of a big jerk off for the Jeep brand. I, I, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. that was like in the middle of an apocalypse. There's only one car that's going to get you through the brand new Jeep <laughs> Grand Cherokee <laughs> with 12-way passenger sensitivity can can help you fight off demons. A 16-inch <laughs> LED display. Yeah, like, okay, Jeep. I wonder how many car companies tried to you know have their vehicle be yeah. featured in that movie like you know, lexus yeah nah. you know lexus was in there cadillac was for sure in there mm-hmm. uh who else uh fucking toyota was like you know what it's fine 
you know, we're Hyundai our cars like, aren't fit we, the for, new uh, the apocalypse. Hyundai Tucson or Santa Fe <laughs> could get you through an apocalypse. They were like, no, Hyundai, no, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> It'll break down immediately. Uh, you'll definitely have to take it in for a tune-up uh, upon delivery. Uh, but uh, but yeah, okay. Let, let, let's move on from so the upon delivery. <laughs> Holy shit! It's a piece of shit when you first get it. Yo, that's fucked up. <laughs> Upon delivery. <laughs> oh, Yo, whoever's listening that just bought a Hyundai, they're like, <laughs> fuck, <laughs> buyer's remorse. <laughs> what about the lemon laws? So you got lemon laws, right? <laughs> uh, all right, let's let's uh, let's move on to the uh, the characters. Uh, and by the way, uh, the uh, people to handle the uh, casting uh, decisions, or at least uh, uh, casting sort of uh, makeup was uh, Gina J., um, Mary Vernew uh, and Michelle Wade Bird uh, were responsible for the uh, the the cast, which is I actually like the cast. I, I yeah. was reading some things online about people not necessarily thinking the cast worked like they, you know. But we're about to get into that. Yeah, so I think there were like several people who were either turned down for the role or who tried out, uh, who auditioned for the role as mm-hmm. Mallory. Yeah, um, that didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think Sandra Bullock was good. She was good in that role. She's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Travante Rhodes, we know him from uh, Moonlight. Uh, Moonlight. Yeah. Uh, John Malkovich, we know him from everywhere. Yeah, he is one of my favorite actors to watch. Like he's he, he's the most haunting actor to watch because like I always think that like he's not acting, he's just being he's <laughs> just a crazy, <laughs> he's just being him, motherfucker. He's you know literally what? being John Malkovich. One of my favorite <laughs> movies that he's in is um uh, Red. With okay. Bruce yeah, Willis. Yeah, with he's Bruce just Willis, yeah. so entertaining in, in that in yeah. that movie. Um, we've got Sarah Paulson. Like, where do I know her from? Oh, from uh, American Horror Stories. She was in Twelve uh, Years a Slave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's been in a lot of things. She's actually one of my. Uh, I actually dig her out as an actress. I think I think she's oh, great. She's eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and she was in a really small movie. Also, another Netflix movie, I, I believe, uh, Blue Jay with um, Mark uh, Duplass. Uh, Did not see that. Yeah, yeah, I know you didn't. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, ca- can I acknowledge a one of my favorite lines, possibly in almost uh, of 2019 so far? This is my favorite line in a movie. Uh, it comes from John Malkovich in the in the film. He goes, uh, "So you just let him in? Are you a simpleton?" He had a lot. I, I really liked his character in this movie just because he was he now. It was very interesting how he dealt with the loss of his wife as well. It was also a very, which is very much like, yeah. He, he, I mean, he did he disliked Sandra Bullock for it. For he like made that 10 clear, seconds. but then everything was just okay. Yeah, um, like his wife literally just died. You don't see him really react outside of it was your fault. Yeah, and then that was it. It was just like, all right, we having pancakes. Like, what are we doing? Like, yeah. <laughs> but, but I did, I do like. You know, there's always someone who's got to be the asshole, right? Yeah. And he was very much on board yeah, with being he's the definitely, asshole. Uh, yeah, he was, he was a Republican for sure. Yeah, yeah he, definitely, <laughs> he definitely voted Trump. He definitely wanted to build yeah, a wall. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which a wall in this case, no, it wouldn't yeah. have saved anybody. No, yeah, yeah. no, yeah. 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 Never mind. Much like in reality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because the fucking monster comes over the wall just like <laughs> all terrorists and, and most people who are in this country illegally go over the wall. <laughs> oh, shit. But, um... So, you know, some of the other characters in this movie, uh, um, Jackie Weaver, we know her from, um, we know her from a lot of movies, uh, Animal Kingdom, um, Bloom, Widows, uh, we, I forgot she was in Widows as well. Jackie Weaver. Mm-hmm. Who, who is she? In she was the woman who, um, Jesus Christ, uh, how do I 
describe her character without sounding like a dick. So she was Cheryl in the movie. I had no idea no. who that was in the movie. Was she? Was she? What did, what did she? I don't know who that is. She black, white, Hispanic. She oh yeah, the old lady. Yeah, yeah, the old uh, lady. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, whoa. wait, why didn't you just say old lady? I don't. <laughs> was she the only old lady in the in the movie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, unless you want to categorize yeah, Sandra Bullock as crazy. old lady. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. She she's definitely uh, she's she she, crazy in real life. <laughs> <laughs> she always plays some like kind of scary, creepy old lady too. But she didn't in this movie, which is a weird sort of uh, thing. She she played actually a pretty she pretty she she went hard in this movie. She uh she knocked John Malkovich's character out. Yep. She uh yeah she 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 played a pretty good role in this movie. Um, but uh yeah yeah she she was in she was in Widows. She was in Widows. Yeah. Who the fuck did she play in Widows? I completely forgot. I don't know. <laughs> I do not remember. Was she, her was at she all um like the the what's his name's mother? I don't think so. um, I don't think we ever met her. Colin Farrell's mother, maybe. I don't think we ever met her. Yeah. I think we only met his dad. Her his dad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, obviously we have Little Rel Howery. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, can we just state of uh, just a uh, just a uh, is he uh, overrated? And oh uh, uh, wait, we're forgetting boy and girl. Uh, girl played by Vivine Lara Blair and boy mm-hmm. played by Julian Edwards. Yeah, both did a fantastic job. Fantastic. I think, uh, I think they were great in the movie. Uh, yeah, let's let's get back to this little Rel thing because I think it's time. And ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again. We're gonna bring little Rel to the front to the, of the front court of court <laughs> to the front of the court. Uh, I would like to make a case that not only is little Rel overrated, but he isn't even good enough. And you know what? I feel like a dick. I feel like a dick for saying this because it's like the guy is eating. He's getting his money. Why am I hating on him? But he's objectively terrible at acting. Objectively. Yeah. So I've seen him in absolutely nothing where I thought like this guy did a great job. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing comes to mind. Get out. Terrible. And get out. Uh, the Carmichael show, terrible in Carmichael yep. show. I, I think, uh, what's her name? Uh, Tiffany Haddish. I think she runs circles around him in, in, in the, in the Carmichael show. Um, uh, uh, what else have, have I fucking seen him in? Uh, in his own show. He's terrible in his own show. Yeah. Um, what was that basketball movie? He, uh, he did where he, he brings, did a basketball. Movie? He did all the old, he brought all like the old, um, basketball players back together for like a ball game. Are you talking about, uh, the one with, uh, uncle, uncle drew? drew. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uncle drew. Yeah. Um, I didn't even know he was, I, I mean, not honest, very good at all. I didn't, no, I didn't watch not, that not at very all. Good. Yeah. Um, he's not, not only and here, here's why I know now, I think, he was good in get out. No, I really liked his character. in Get Out. He was not good in get out. No, that it's 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 like I wonder if they he did was, they do was, some sort of spell over this movie to make everybody just like not be able to like be objective when it comes his to his timing. Yeah, in Get Out was was spot on. No, he was just the standard. Oh shit! Oh my, my nigga! Like <laughs> that was the that was it. That well was a standard fucking shit to be the black guy to be the black guy in the movie. Like you know what I mean? Like he played the in his defense. I'm I'm standing by that. He was good in Get Out. Uh, I think he, I think he, he was just as terrible in Get Out as he was in Bird Box. Like I I I I the, the fuck is that? <laughs> That's scary. Yeah, what uh, is that? Yeah, I think I think it's just somebody outside. Uh but uh, either that or, or I got some ghost. <laughs> Nigga, those are ghosts. <laughs> Get the fucking Ghostbusters over here. I hope when we replay this back, yeah, that that's 
Like it's not just There's us. There's a child crying. Is R. Kelly here? Yikes. Oh my God. <laughs> Yo, that was terrible. Um, okay, but yeah. Uh, long story short, Little Roll, he's, uh, yeah, he's just terrible. Like, and I'm not trying to hate on him, man. Like, he, he's getting his bag. He's doing his due. But there's just nothing that I find funny about him. No. He's, he's not... Um, he, he, and I think he he's had a stand up, and I think I, I watched like a few minutes of it. and I was like, "This is everything I expected from a Lil Rel stand up." I did not laugh once. I, it, it was like like it, it's almost weird. It's almost like when you look at like an actor or actress that is like gets high up in Hollywood, and you're like, "You're not that good though." Like, why are, yeah. why is everybody putting you in their movies? Why is everybody going crazy about you? That's how I look at Lil Rel, where it's just like, I don't get it. I really I like I I'll give credit where credit is due like and and I have no like if I just don't like somebody because I'm just like I just don't fuck with you for whatever reason okay I'll, I'll admit that and I'm like but you're still super talented yeah I I I want to like him I want to be like you know what I'm rooting for you but you're just you're terrible like yeah I, like I, like I said I haven't found anything or seen anything um, where I thought hey this guy's really good I I even watched uh. The Comedy Central roast of Bruce Willis, yeah. where he was like one of the only comedians. Why was he there? I, even he didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> and and he made like, he, he made jokes about it too. He was like, yeah. uh, you know, Bruce, I have no idea why I'm here. Uh, we've never met. I don't know you, <laughs> but it brought me on a roast. You so here are some mediocre jokes, and, and and that's exactly what it was. It was like two or three mediocre jokes, and then him like thanking Bruce for the opportunity to be there to roast him and no, basically complimenting like, Hey, I thought you were yeah. a great actor. I loved you in die hard. Yeah. Any classic, Lil another Rel mediocre fashion. joke. Yeah. Very just went and sat down. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, that, that basically just summarizes uh, exactly how I feel, but very mediocre. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but anyway, nonetheless. Yeah. So characters. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to let you go first. Give me oh, no. uh, give me your favorite. Give me your least favorite. Sure. Well, I uh, think it's yeah. Lil Rel. Clear, uh, so yeah, other than Lil yeah, Rel. yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, I'll go as usual with uh, two runners up, and then I'll go with my MVP. Uh, two runners up uh, is uh, John Malkovich uh, as Douglas and Danielle McDonald as uh, Olympia. Now, I'm saying John Malkovich uh, because he was just John Malkovich in it. Great, his comedic timing. Um, except for he had a couple lines that were just like weirdly just weird. Like his whole make the apocalypse great again or what was that line yeah i think that was it make the uh, end of the world great again yeah some shit like that i think uh, they that tried was a to very get like po- like some political humor they in did. there, some like yeah, yeah. uh current situational humor and it but, was terrible yeah, yeah. It, it just did not fit it was very obvious why i don't know they decided to do that I, I have no idea um uh and then danielle mcdonald as olympia now the reason why i say it and she's got another movie called dumpling i believe on uh Netflix, uh, which I, I did want to check out. It's with uh, her and Jennifer Aniston. Um, I think a few other people are in it as well. Uh, I did want to check it out from the previews. Now, the reason why I say her is because I, I think it's it's a testament to your ability as an actor or actress when you make me hate your character, mm-hmm. when you make me despise you as a character, when I'm like, I just, somebody please, like, look, I, I don't condone violence you know, all that much, but I, I just, I need somebody to just hit her in the neck one time, just one time, you know? Um, and she made me hate her character as nice as she was as plus she just did the dumbest things. She said the dumbest things and she did a great job doing them. You know what I mean? And I have to give it up to you when you do it, when you, when you do, it's the opposite of little row, right? Little row. I just feel sorry for him. Like 
I don't know if this is your calling, bro. Uh, but her, I'm like, you made me believe in your character so much so that I hated your character. I yeah. hated that person, right? And I think that's the talent. Okay, my my uh, MVP is Tom uh, Han- uh, Hollander, Hollander mm-hmm. um, as Gary. My reason for such is because he was the one character that I really felt that above all else, he made you believe he was him. Now, uh, Gary, unless I'm mistaken, was the character who uh, uh, essentially he tries to get into the house. And then, of course, in true Olympia fashion, she lets him in, uh, you know, and he has this whole song and dance about how like when, uh, um, you know, certain people, they see the the whatever the beings are and they they just fall under their spell. They don't go crazy and try to kill themselves. They just try to get everybody else to see the the Mings as well. Yeah. And so he said, oh, like, hey, I got lost, you know, and, and I really couldn't tell if he was telling the truth or if he's lying. Now, I fully expected that he was lying, but there was like there's a way that he sort of worked it where I was like, I don't know. He might be he, telling he the truth. He made you halfway believe him. Yeah. You know, which that's a talent, you know, that's yeah. very talented. And then the, the fact that he kind of just showed, revealed himself as being crazy and trying to, you know, he, you know, uh, taking all the, you know, uh, curtains and everything uh, off the house. Um, I, I think the way that he did that, it, it, it was like, there was no like malice in it. There was no, mm-hmm. like, he was like trying to kill them. It was like, oh no, like this thing is beautiful. I need you to see it. And yeah. It, it, like, and he didn't oversell it, and it was just like spot on. And I thought he just did a, a really fantastic job. Yeah, and that, I mean that that's a difficult thing to do. Whereas, obviously, you're an actor, so you're playing a character who has to play another character, if, if yeah. you say, who's who's you know not him or uh, in this case himself. Yeah. Um, tricking or confusing the other characters in the movie into believing that you are not the thing that they suspect you are. Yeah. And not only did he like kind of do well in the movie and in, in, in convincing like Sandra Bullock and you know all the other characters in the house that he may or may not be that that thing. He may not have been infected by this ominous presence. He he, he convinced me too. Yeah. There was a certain point That's where I'm a like trick, yeah. yeah, like that is is it's very good how many layers of that there are. Yeah. Um yeah, he played that role phenomenally. Um I really liked him. Yeah. In those few minutes yeah, before you find out, he's, he's a crazy uh, killed dick. everybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I'm not sure if you had one more. No, that was it. That was it. You know, yeah, I'm good. Because you know, I'll give him like the MVP of that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the characters in this movie that I really like, because you always love that character who just like steps up, right? Yeah. So uh, Trevante Rhodes, yeah. um, who who plays Tom, mm-hmm. he was just he was just ready to like, hey, I'm I'm gonna do what needs to be done. Yeah. I still think his relationship with Sandra Bullock. Yeah, it wasn't very fleshed out. They didn't do enough to explain that. They kind of just jumped in right into... It's the apocalypse, man. What are you going to do? Hey, I love you. Fuck it. I'm I'm, going to take care of these things. Whoa. (laughs) What else are you going to do? Whoa, sir. It's not like you're going to go... You're like, you know what? Uh, I just don't know if I'm ready for this commitment right now. Uh, I'm going to take my chances out there with (laughs) with the demons. These ain't my kids. I just want you to know that. I just want you to know that. Uh, but um, what else are you gonna be doing? They're not fucking playing Crash Bandicoot or some shit on every day. He ain't got shit else to do. But, Why not? So he just had the the instant family. Yeah, um, what are you gonna do? Fuck <laughs> it. So so uh, much respect to him. Yeah. And throughout the movie, you just uh, and great actor. Um, well, I'm not gonna say great just yet. We, I've s- s- 
the few performances except for Predator that I've seen him in, mm-hmm. he's done a very good job. I think he's an actor who's going to continue to get more and more opportunities yeah. to demonstrate his I skills. I think he needs to not be so swole. I think that's holding him back. That's what's holding you him think? back. He's just <laughs> no, like a that, fucking action figure. What the he, fuck? He is very, very Jesus in shape. Christ. Which, which you know, to uh, to to your point, may steer him in a certain direction. Yeah, he's like, always going to be the army guy, the the you know ex marine guy. He's yeah. always going to play that role because it's like, what the fuck do you have all these muscles for yeah. if that's not where your background now, is? I will say in this movie, while he do, while he is like a very in shape guy, you know. That's not the role that he plays. He plays the. Oh, he did. Like that the, was that was his. The, he I mean, was that, that was yeah. his background. Yeah. Yes, but in the movie, he played like the oh, yeah. thoughtful, yeah, uh, uh, protector of of this kind of stupid sometimes uh, because he was uh, always opening doors for people that probably should not have yeah, doors nigga, open for them. You yeah. were a motherfucking. <laughs> you were SEAL Team Six, <laughs> <laughs> I think. <laughs> You're just gonna let insurgents in. Uh, yeah, yeah, I thought yeah, his yeah. training would have been a little bit better. No, but it, it was hit or miss, right? So he, the first time he opened up the doors for, uh, uh, well, actually, it was to actually help. Sandra Bullock's character uh, that he helped her from the street yep. to the house uh, and then he let, let in um, uh, Olympia which she was pregnant and, she, and didn't happen to be crazy but then he did let in uh, the, the dude uh, what was it uh, uh, Tom, uh, uh, Fishy Tom, Fingers um, what was his fingers uh, what was his name the dude who's stuck in the uh, when they're at the store uh, the guy who's stuck in the um, yeah, like the locker or the freezer or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He opened the door for him. So and mm. they look, there's nothing about that guy that said uh, the dude was just scratching on the door. Yeah, you know he was sounding not right. I think he even said, "Look, man, I'm gonna eat your brains." I know this isn't a zombie movie, but I will eat your brains. I think yeah. he said that at some point, and he was like, "No, nah, you know what? I think I'll I'll give it a try." Yeah, we'll we'll open up see what <laughs> see what comes of this. Yeah, he he did make a few poor decisions, but again, like throughout the movie. You, Again, his acting was good. Yeah. Um, his, uh, you know, you, you liked him. You just wanted him to pull through. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, he did not. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, it, was really, it was probably the, like the, the obviously the uh, the most emotional part of the movie was when he uh, was when he he, he got uh, jammed up. Um, but it was like we saw that coming. Like yeah. it, we saw all of their deaths coming, right? Because it's like we know nobody survives this. Like yeah. because she dipped out with the kids, and it was just like it was just them. So it's just like we were just counting down the clock. Yeah. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Is that a good thing that we knew that ahead of time that they were all going to die? Because it's like, on one hand, you kind of want it to be a mystery because you don't want to be, you want to be surprised. Mm-hmm. But then on the other hand, it's like a ticking clock of who's going to die and when. Yeah. Well, I, I think in a movie where you know all the characters are going to die, right? It's yeah. it's the writers and the director's responsibility to make it so that you're still pleasantly like surprised or shocked yeah. um, by, by how. how the deaths happen. Yeah. I, I think... This movie kind of it, it still did that. did that for me. Yeah, one hundred percent. So my my one of my uh, other favorite people in this movie was Girl. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah. I she think did a good um, job. you know, she, both both of the the actors who played boy and girl they did their thing. They carried their weight. <laughs> they didn't have very many speaking parts, mm-hmm. um, but they still managed to play those characters very well. Like yeah. the they were prepared. Yeah, at such a young age. Yeah, and they like really did demonstrate that throughout the movie. Um. I think it was a scene in the boat mm-hmm. where Sandra Bullock's character is saying someone is going to have to mm-hmm. look. And yeah. then naturally, uh, you know, well, I'm not going to say naturally for the Me Too movement comes against me <laughs> or women's oh, rights. Yeah. Uh, because he's a boy, he naturally <laughs> steps up. But no, yeah. so boy, you know, stepped up and said, I'll look. And girl kind of just said like, 
you know, there was that awkward. <laughs> Hold my beer. Yeah, there was that awkward, like, um, <laughs> who's going to do this? Because Sandra Bullock's like, oh, you're my son. I don't, I don't really fucking know this <laughs> My girl. next of kin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then girl steps up. She's like, no, I'll do it. And then, you know, Sandra's like, all right, no one's going yeah, to thought she. I really thought she was going to be like, all right, tight. Everybody <laughs> thought we were going to, Sandra was going to let that little girl look. Um, yeah, I'm telling you, they might have versions where she actually did because I, I was Sandra had me sold that she yeah. was like, nah, that's uh, yeah, cool. I'm, I'm gonna let you look. I'm gonna let you look. Um, but w- one of the things that I gotta give credit to the writers to of this movie was, and I'm sure they played around with it, right? Do they name girl and boy? Yeah, at, at the end. Yeah. Um, but they decided to name those characters girl and boy which was yeah. a testament then went on to be you know give you a little bit more insight into sandra bullock's character and who she was right yeah. being like emotionally detached uh, i i love the fact that they just kept their names as girl and boy yeah i i don't know if i like that so much and i think it's because it's a very obvious thing to do right like what what easier way that you can tell a, uh, a mother is detached from her kids when she won't even name them like yeah, I mean, the names could have been obvious way John and, and Ashley, and yeah. it, it wouldn't have been as interesting. I, I as think I think the boy. thing I would have been more interested in it is if she just never used their name. Like, I would have been much more interested in that because that's yeah. less obvious, right? Because she would have then, then called them girl and boy, right? Or no, but but, that, but that's what the interesting thing would have been is if they could have designed a movie in a way that she just never really uses their name. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, that to me would have been a harder thing to do, but a much more sly thing to do. Cause that's almost mm-hmm. like, you know, like uh, I, I kind of think of that, like the uh, six, uh, six sense in a way where, you know, you go back through the movie, like, Oh shit. Like, you know, th- it was Bruce, Bruce Willis was dead the entire time and he never yeah. interacted with anybody other than his kid. And you go back through the movie and you realize that, right. Mm-hmm. Even though you didn't realize that as you're watching it, I think you could have done something similar with this where she doesn't say their name, but you, they do it in a way where you don't really notice that she never actually uses their name. Like maybe Trevante uh, Davis is, is Davis, right? Rhodes. Rhodes', uh, Rhodes is a character. Um, maybe he uses their name, right? But mm-hmm. she never does, you know? Yeah. And I don't know. Maybe it could be something like that. And and, and I, I get what they were doing, but I feel like it was a very heavy-handed way of doing it. Yeah. Maybe, maybe this was their thinking, maybe not. But I also, like forward thinking, right? Like, yeah socially what's going to be a bit more memorable like when Mm -hmm. when people talk about this movie and the characters you know is giving them names going to be more memorable is not giving them names and and i don't know if they're writing this in like oh what are people going to remember but i think you want the characters to be memorable in Mm -hmm. in these movies and um maybe that goes into how how you name them and or at least how and when you introduce them Girl and boy is just cool, which, you know, obviously mm-hmm. it's, cre- it's generated different, yeah. a massive amount of social media traffic, mm-hmm. you know, with all the memes. And so people, if they, even if they haven't seen the characters mm-hmm. or seen the movie, they, they know, know those characters. Are, yeah. Right. So it's like that bit of forward thinking and in, mm-hmm. in, in saying, hey, this I is don't think really they predicted any of this. You don't think so? Absolutely not. They definitely they... didn't predict a bird box challenge. No, hundred percent they didn't. Uh, <laughs> They're like, Holy no, shit. this people, came out. People of are doing nowhere. this. People are driving with yeah. blindfolds on. People are doing that. The bird box challenge. Are people, driving people, with the blindfolds. Well, on? I, I don't know if I've seen anyone drive yet, but <laughs> people are doing what psychopath. Yeah, people are doing some like very <laughs> interesting and like borderline dangerous stuff yeah. 
Yeah, I know people are like in their backyards and shit with fucking blindfolds on and shit. But, um, yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. I think that that was a. I enjoyed that too. But I think I would have. I I personally would have liked to see them do it slightly different. But I can still live with what they uh, what they did. I think it was good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's uh hop over to cinematography. What do we think about it? Uh, Salvatore Totino, um, was our cinematographer. Uh, cinematographer for the film. Which actually, ironically enough, we're going to be talking about cinematography a little later, but um, uh, in our in our um, film school. But uh, what do we think about it? Um, I'm not going to lie; the cinematography in this film didn't really uh, didn't stand out to me in any particular way. Yeah. What I did really enjoy was like the more um, I would say uh, personal moments. Mm. You know, the, the conversation with boy and girl underneath the blanket in the boat where it's like, you know, who's going to look and, you know, how you, you can really feel the camera in the boat, like in the environment, in the situation. Um, other than other than those types of scenes, mm-hmm. the cinematography wasn't so unique that it stood out to me in any particular way. Yeah. Well shot movie. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Um, very, you know, very good to look at visually. I don't know if there was anything unique that I saw. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think, yeah, I can't really speak to the actual like uh, uh, framing or not necessarily the framing, the um, hmm, uh, uh, the what they chose to do with the camera from, mm-hmm. you know, where they position it, all those type of things. I thought it was very sort of just serviceable, you know, got yeah. me through. Uh, the thing that I didn't necessarily enjoy too much about the cinematography, though, was uh, and this might be more about the directing and editing more than maybe perhaps it was the cinematography, but I didn't enjoy the fact that they didn't lead like things didn't make sense from, um, uh, like visual language standpoint. Like, so, okay, for, I'll give you a good example. And then I'll give you a bad example. A good example is when they are showing her paintings at the beginning, right? Because you're getting sort of an outward manifestation of how she feels inside. All the paintings are darker. She's literally like one of the first, things that you see that she's painting it's in black you know um and that's sort of how she is that that's how she is at the beginning of the movie where she's really disconnected from everything and and all of her paintings are the people are all sort of together but they're alone you know and i think even one picture uh, one of the pictures has i think her in it and everybody else has color to them everybody else is alone but everybody else has color to them and she's the only person who doesn't have any color uh, to her, which I thought was a very obviously a, a visual connection with the end of the film, where you have um, vibrant colors uh, because of where they are, and instead yeah. of like looking down, she's looking up. You know those type of things, right? G- that's a good example of visual language. Bad example is when they show Travante Davis. Uh, I don't know why I keep saying Davis. Uh, Travante Rhodes' character feeling her stomach, and then you cut to when her. Uh, it, it cuts from him holding on to her stomach to uh, there's another shot of when boy and girl are holding each other and it's sort of in the same position, but it's just like, what is that? That means nothing. Yeah. There's no connection. Like there's, there's no, yeah. Like what's the message? There? There's no message there. Yeah. yeah. Like, and if there is, it's so ambiguous that like, I can't, I can't figure that out, you know? And, and maybe that's a deficiency on my part, but I know that's just, that's just a bad, that's just you doing two things that you think are, Oh, this is wise. And it's just like, it's not, that's not anything. Um, so I think they had a lot of that where mm-hmm. it was just like, uh, this would you say that's like up. inconsistent? Yeah. 
yeah. very inconsistent okay. visual language. I think that they try to draw a lot of sort of parallels between certain things, but I don't know if they did a good enough job with communicating. That, you know? it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so great call. So, yeah. Um, what did you say? No, it's a good one. I, I, you know, something that I I, I, didn't, I didn't quite hear what you just said again. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, yeah. Let's uh, let's move on to the soundtrack uh, or like the score um, done by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Uh, literally, the only thing I have written from for the score is just vanilla, <laughs> vanilla score. <laughs> it's just uh, it didn't do anything for me. I didn't really notice it. And yeah. uh, I did watch this at three o'clock in the morning, and I had the volume on semi low, mm-hmm. so maybe I should have turned it up a little more. But yeah, yeah. See, I I think in in this type of movie, right, where the movie is really built on suspense. Yeah. Um, kind of like a waiting for something to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and because it, the movie is supposed to be so quiet and, and everything's supposed to be so still, right? A lack of music and a, a more, and a greater use of like ominous sound or suspenseful sound mm-hmm. makes it much more interesting and fun to watch. Mm. That's the one thing I noticed about this movie where, you know, the scenes where you needed silence because it heightened the, the suspense of, of the moment. Um, the scene. I really can't remember a single song or, yeah. or a moment where they use music to heighten it. It was always to me sound. a lack of a lack of music. Sure. Um, heightened sounds. The yeah. sound of the wind blowing, where you knew the uh, that that ominous the creatures thing was coming, coming right? Um, like like a just a, not necessarily pulsing sound, but like just a high pitched like baseline kind of like screeching sound you know where you know something's about to happen i love those sounds in these types of movies yeah yeah no i mean that, that's and that that's you know it, it that's a when they we take it for granted because it's done so much mm-hmm. but i think that is a talent to be able to do that to yeah. make you feel now it, it's like i said it, it's been done so many times that it's just like all right if you don't do that then you you're just a failure it, yeah. but uh, uh but yeah to be able to do that is i, I think still a trick and uh it's not always done correctly and and it's, it should be appreciated when it is so yeah yeah um Okay, what what were our overall thoughts of the movie? What what's our overall consensus? So I looked on IMDb. The, uh, yeah. the rating for this movie was a six point eight out of ten. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a seven point four. Okay, um, so why bit, the bit of a higher 4? rating? Yeah, uh, I, I didn't want to give it a seven point five because <laughs> you know they're they I think they're more deserving movies of seven point five and up. Okay, um, seven point four to me says. Very good movie. I really yeah. enjoyed watching it. A solid watcher. I could watch it again. Yeah. Uh, I could, two times. A third time probably won't. Yeah. You know, three yeah. watches is seven point five and up. The fuck what time I yeah. <laughs> What what song is that? Uh, the uh, what's it called? Yeah, G Easy. If I I'm not, hit two times. I'm oh, like, okay. Yeah. yeah. You're trying to act like I'm crazy. You, you, I I didn't know what you said. <laughs> I thought that was Latin or. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what that was, honestly. But you know, I, I could watch this movie again. In fact, I'd like to watch it again. Um, mm-hmm. Will I ever watch it three times? No. Yeah. Uh, to me, that's sad. I, I I always categorize movies by like if I mind to watch them. So if I watch a movie and I'm like, and it just happens to come on TV and I happen not to be doing anything and I'm actively like, no, nah, I'm good. That's a sign that the movie just did not do anything for me, right? Mm-hmm. I think this movie's on the borderline. I want to see it again just so I can make sure I feel the way I feel about it. But right now, I'm, I'm leaning slightly towards 
yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I can even give it a 7.4. You know, uh, now it's amazing that you did go to IMDb to check out the score on IMDb because uh, that's pretty much, you know, going back 30 years uh, uh, for how people get there. <laughs> what? <laughs> their scores. IMDb is very relevant. Everybody clearly uses you use now, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Now, now I don't necessarily like that any better because I, I think it's all kind of bullshit anyway. It's all the same. Yeah, same yeah. algorithm. Um, but yeah, shout outs to you for using that ancient technology Old to school. score <laughs> your movies. Uh, yeah, my overall consensus for this film is, yeah, I, yeah, it, it, it I think it, it, it's more of a cultural phenomenon than it is a solid movie and mm-hmm. i think that that's uh, people who are like i don't understand why everybody wants to see this movie how do how does anything i definitely got lost there uh, no no but i was gonna say like how does anybody ever figure anything out in fucking culture like of how anything makes any sense like nothing makes fucking it's sense it's just the way why things the are moment. popular this movie dropped at a good time it, or, or it was, it was it's a just good a, movie or just the plot like was very memeable you know yeah. Sandra Bullock like and it and all it takes is a few people to be like aha like I think I'm funny and I'm just gonna do this meme and people are like oh let me you know do something off of that and you know how many Jordan uh, crying who was the first person to do the Jordan crying face you know yeah. like, who would have thought that would have been a fucking thing you know of, of being sort of like a cultural phenomenon of that's how the people express online if you're super salty and sad the funniest use I've seen of this movie was um, it, it was in this thing that happened um, it's like a social thing right it made it yeah. all over made its way over Instagram where uh, so what happened was this mother had hired this babysitter to watch her two children. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she was going to be gone like all day. So it was like eight hours that the babysitter was with the kids. Mm-hmm. Right. And they had, a, had, a, had agreed to like $25 an hour. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, mom comes home from her night out. Um, you know, babysitter the next morning is texting her like, hey, you know, when can I drop by and, uh, you know, pick up the money. Right. And then the mom is like, oh, I didn't know I had to pay you. <laughs> and then the babysitter's like, we had a full conversation about payment. Like, yeah. we, I, I'm not sure where the misconfusion here is. Um, she, and the mom was like, well, I thought the kids were like really good and they didn't like, you Fuck know, make a baby. mess or they didn't fuss. They, she was like, yep, you know, the kids were the kids were great. They listened well. Um, it was, they were very easy. And the mom was like, okay, well, you know, then I don't understand why I, have to pay you then right what? basically the mom was cheap and she yeah. was trying to get out of having to pay this girl yeah but one of the comments on the whole um conversations like you know because the babysitter kept saying oh no the kids are super easy they were they were very polite they're quiet you know they're easy to work with and one of the comments on it was like who the fuck was she watching boy and girl <laughs> <laughs> like, those would be the, those would be the easiest uh, kids to watch yeah, they, yeah. they just shut they the fuck do, up yeah. they just stand right there for eight hours don't say shit yeah the most that they'll do is not come to you immediately as you're calling them in the middle of the woods because i don't understand uh, why it took them so long to react to her voice it seemed like they were just confused well no because it was it was the uh it was the ominous presence speaking to them at first no, but if you hear, if you, okay, Arena, if you hear your mom's voice and she's saying some crazy stuff and you're like, huh? what are you talking about? And then you hear your mom's actual voices. What the fuck are you doing over there? Get your ass over <laughs> here. Which one are you going to react to immediately? You're going to react to the one that you know is no, like, that's I, the shit. <laughs> I'm going to take a second. Like, yeah. do I listen to the, the, the nice mom or do I listen to the, because you don't know 
if the you don't know if both voices are are yeah. the, the ominous presence, right? No, you're gonna go to the one that's like you know. I'm probably gonna go to the angry the, one because yeah, I know my that's mom. typically get your yeah. ass over here. <laughs> yeah, that is typically where it relies. Uh, yeah. But you know, yeah. you have to add the, that that's the suspense right there. Yeah. Like, is she gonna take off her blindfold? Is she gonna? Now, I have some questions for the ominous presence though. Like, what yeah. is your purpose here? Because uh, yeah. yeah. I, I think it was showing people their like greatest um, what tragedy or their yeah. greatest uh, fears loss or, or fears. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Why? I'm actually glad that they didn't explain that. <laughs> yeah, because I, I feel like that. Usually, I'm no, all it, it for would be terrible the if they explained that. Yeah, but I feel like it would lose like so much flavor if they're like, oh, well, it did this because it was jilted by its lover back in you know 1824. Yeah, and you uh, came here yeah. to show me when I cheated on my ex girlfriend. <laughs> Broke her heart. All right. Why? You, you traveled thousands of light years for that. That seems really petty. Yeah. <laughs> you dick. You ominous dick. You asshole. You deserve the same fate as R. Kelly. All right. You need- <laughs> we should just throw your ass in jail. All right. I just forget the only person who can defeat that ominous presence is R. Kelly. Because he doesn't care. He has no regrets. What can you show R. Kelly from his past that he will regret? He feels no shame about anything. He would piss on that (laughs) ominous presence. (laughs) Oh, man. Bam. Hey, listen. Part two of of Bird Box. R. Kelly's in it. I guarantee it. Talking about uh, fucking Fiesta. Fiesta. (laughs) Oh fuck! Uh, every time we bring up R. Kelly's name, we do have to end it with "fuck you, R. Kelly." Uh, I yeah, really do yeah. feel like we have to. End that, with that. that still stands. Yeah. Um, okay, so we press play on Bird Box. Uh, apparently, like half the world did as well. So I don't know how useful saying "press play" on it <laughs> is, uh, since you guys uh, already have. But uh, please drop some comments. Let us know how you felt about the movie. If you would recommend others see it as well, uh, what you thought about. You know, uh, all the things that we talked about uh, as far as like the plot, cinematography, the characters, uh, how trash Lotorella is. Uh, still, still still, got love for you, but you, you, your acting abilities are trash. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, let us know how you feel about all that. Uh, so, again, we press play as always. Yeah. I uh, hope you do the same. Uh, with that, we are uh, moving forward. Uh, always, forever, forever, always. Forward. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why, why can't what is I it about this know. that you can't stick <laughs> yo you said eight things always forever love you more thanks mom <laughs> like none of that none of that went together oh shit um yeah i don't know i don't know it's certain things i just uh for whatever reason my memory is uh very tragic all right uh on quickly to uh to film school uh, so we're going to do a quick segment on film school tonight. We're going to talk about cinematographers. That's why I was saying that uh, Salvatore, uh, uh, Salvatore, what was his name? Tatino? I've already forgotten. Uh, anyways, uh, the gentleman who did the uh, um, cinematography for uh, Bird Box, I was saying that we were going to touch on that a little later. This is what I was talking about. Uh, we're we're going to try to run through real quick what cinematographer is what they do and you know sort of what their responsibilities are some of the myths that are sort of associated with them and talk about some of the uh, more famous 
um, cinematographers and um, uh, filmmaking. Um, okay, so uh, what does a film uh, cinematographer do? Uh, now, a cinematographer, uh, also known as a, a director of photography, DP for short, uh, they're responsible for all the visual elements of a film uh, or show. Uh, so like under the guidance of a director uh, of a film's director or show's director, the cinematographer makes creative decisions affecting the pictures, uh, lighting, camera, motion um, of the camera uh, or camera motion, as it's supposed to be said, uh, shot color, depth of field, yada, yada, uh, as well as the uh, scene uh, composition, which uh, regards uh, with regards to the actor's positioning, which is called blocking. Uh, zooms with the uh, the lenses as well as uh, you know some of the other techniques with the uh, the lenses so uh, that sort of in a nutshell is what the cinematographer uh, uh, sort of like the definition of a cinematographer Um, the scope of responsibilities of uh, a DP is uh, it kind of depends on a few different things but I think the most of which is um, it kind of depends on uh, the director's experience level um, because if with a more experienced director, they might be want to be more involved in a lot of the decision making when it comes to what lenses you're using, what uh, what is the blocking look like, uh, what is what is your lighting look like. Um, a lot of your more experienced directors are going to want to be sort of more involved as far as that goes. But if you have a less experienced director, they're going to fall more on the DP to say, hey, I need you to like let me know what the decisions are to get me to the end of the road of where I'm trying to go. Um, uh, and then it's also about the relationship between the DP and then the, the uh, a director, where if you have a more comfortable relationship of with between the two, then they're much likely to more be like, okay, Hey, I know if I put this in your hands, you're going to handle it. I don't have to worry about it. You'll, you'll get me to where I'm trying to go versus if I think you're shit at your job, then I'm going to be on your ass every fucking minute of every day because I don't believe in the work that you do. Yeah. So what, what do yeah. you think is, um, I know the DP and the director, uh, ideally they work very closely together mm-hmm. in, in making the film come, mm-hmm. come alive. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what do you think is the best relationship? Is it where, you know, kind of like, you know, the head coach and you know, the defensive coordinator, they can maybe they operate on different sides of the ball. Do you think, the director lets the cinematographer, um, you know, bring the film to life uh, while the director takes ownership of the actors and making sure that they play typically, the, the character. In typically the speaking, like I, I tried it because it's, it's like, it's, should there be a separation of church? and speaking? No, you can't, you can't separate anything on a film set. There's only different pieces to the puzzle. Right. Mm-hmm. So for instance, like if we're going to relate this to football, I would actually, in a weird way, I would say that you want sort of the GM to be more of the director and the head coach to sort of be the uh, cinematographer because it's the GM's overall handprint on the the um, the team that sort of helps guide it long term. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's a head coach that's calling the plays out on the field. That's, you know, making sure it's like a, worrying about all the, like the minutia, you know, yeah. but the GM's not fucking worried about, did you call Y two banana split? Whatever the fuck John Gruden always likes to say, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, shout out to JP. He, he, we joke about that all the time. But, um, uh, so 
you really want the relationship to be kind of this is going to sound like a kind of a cop out, but whatever it should be for the particular film that you're dealing with. Cause some films you are going to have some directors who are more hands off when, when it comes to cinematography, then you're going to have other films where like, so for instance, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, or maybe even a better person to, to, to use would be um, da- uh, David Fincher. Um, he's, highly involved in the cinematography process um and that's because he's so knowledgeable about it Mm -hmm. that he he knows all the ins and outs so uh he's going to be more on your ass than because he knows exactly sort of what he wants yeah whereas to your point it may it it really uh it depends on the experience level mm -hmm. of of either Person, exactly the director yeah. or the you know if the it's a very new director and he may rely heavily on the cinematographer to exactly uh direct mm-hmm. or not necessarily direct but to guide yeah. uh how to capture certain scenes yeah. because I, th- I think how how you were saying it was like okay well is it more on the cinematographer to deal with uh more with just like the the you know the set design all that stuff uh lighting all that good stuff and then it's director's job to deal with the actors to some degree yeah like you the director is going to work with the act like the cinematographer i don't think is ever not ever but the cinematographer is much less likely to be like hey this is what we want out of you out of this scene that's really not the cinematographer's job but that is most certainly the director's job to get as much out of the actors and actresses that he possibly can but you can only do that in concert with the cinematography you know because where the camera's positioned uh you know uh, what the lighting looks like all of that factors into their performance right because they might have a great performance but if we didn't light it correctly then fuck we got to redo that you know yeah um vice versa if we get the lighting right but the performances aren't great then we have to figure out what you know like how can we mix up this combo to, to to make it better yeah so there's just a lot of different factors that factor into that um, but the cinematographers, they they essentially oversee certain departments like they oversee the camera department, lighting department, as well as the uh, the uh, grip department. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, since, you know, I think cinematographers are kind of synonymous with cameras. Uh, if you're talking about the cameras, then they're worried about um, what type of cameras they're using, mm-hmm. what lenses that they're using, your filters. Um, light design setup and you know any sort of necessary gear they need from that aspect and then even speaking further to that um, in the camera itself you're worried about the exposure the aperture shutter speed shot composition camera angles camera movement blocking Um, you're worried about all those things and uh, so you have to be pretty knowledgeable as a cinematographer and you have to have a good firm understanding of how you can because it doesn't matter if you're working with a shitty camera right it mm-hmm. doesn't matter if you're working with a cheap whatever camera you have to know how to get enough out of it that you need you yeah. know um it doesn't matter if you're working with a you know twenty thousand dollar camera versus a two hundred dollar camera um you can do amazing things if you know how to get enough out of it you know yeah. uh, and that, that's what a lot of sort of very skilled cinematographers are able to do is just uh, extract exactly what they need out of the tools that they have yeah uh, available uh, to them i like to say they're able to see um real life through what the lens of the camera would see yeah um kind of like seeing forward like yeah, this scene is going to look good 
on film because of how the camera is going to capture it, mm-hmm. right? So to your, you know, going back to your point, that's understanding how much like exposure, how much sunlight is this lens going to capture? What kind of lens should we use based off of the time of day or the location in which we're shooting? Um, what lenses are best for the depth of field that we need to bring this moment alive, right? Yeah. Um, all those things really matter. So it's not it's both under knowing your craft and knowing the equipment that you're using to absolutely because they because they work hand in hand. Um, you, you, you have to, you can't, uh, not know one and then expect the other to like benefit. It's the, the, you have to have both sort yeah. of, uh, uh, a strong grasp of, of both. Um, and let's differentiate for a second mm-hmm. between a cinematographer and a videographer. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think using the sports reference here is the best, best way, right? Cinematographer is more like the head coach. Yeah. Um, you're kind of overseeing the, the, the game in its entirety, um, operating on both sides of the ball, you know, both directing and, you know, m- making some of the more minor, not minor play calls, but like you're doing everything from uh, directing the overall flow of the game to mm-hmm. individual personnel management, right? Yeah. Whereas the videographer, their key, their, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, their key responsibility is just operating the camera. Well, so, so that sort of, so, and when I think when I, when you say uh, videographer, what I essentially think you're saying is, is like, uh, so they have what's called first camera, second camera. Um, and, and what that essentially means is the people who are literally, uh, operating the camera equipment. Yeah. Um, so, uh, like the videographer would essentially just be essentially just like, um, somebody who's, uh, uh, you know, shooting like a sporting event or something like that. Like that wouldn't necessarily be a director of photography of, uh, like a film or involved in that process, but first camera, second camera are the you know that that job generally or even you know sometimes they call that like just literally camera operator, mm-hmm. where um, they're the ones who are actually because the cinematographer sometimes can be the person to do that. Yeah. Um, but sometimes they're the person who are just overseeing everything. They said they make sure they get the orders from the marching orders from the, the director. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they translate that to their team of, okay, Hey, here's what you need to do. So they'll go to the camera department. Here's what the, you know, what lenses we're going to use, what we need. They go to the lighting department. Hey, here's our lighting setup. They'll, they'll, you know, they have little diagrams and, and, you know, uh, things set up to to let the lighting department know hey here's what we need from you uh and then they go to the grip department he, here's where we need from uh from an uh, electrical standpoint you know here's what we're, we're thinking as, as far as that goes and then there it's their job to sort of co- coordinate all of that together mm-hmm. and make sure that everybody's on the same page um but the people operating the camera physically are typically a videographer by profession right or is that correct? i mean sort of uh because like you can like videographers do understand how to like operate the cameras. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, that's like saying like, like that's like two different professions, uh, not two different. Yeah. It, it, it kind of is like t- saying two different professions. Like a videographer would go out and shoot like sporting events. So like all the people you see operating the cameras for, for like a live NFL game, a live okay. NFL game, those are videographers. But, uh, that wouldn't necessarily translate to a, a film set. Like, gotcha. and, and you know, I don't know why everybody's, always up their own ass about you know labels and shit when it comes to talking about you know film sets but on a film set you would be like first camera second camera and it it depends on what the fuck the film set you're on that what responsibilities are delegated to who but typically that's what they're you wouldn't be on a set and be like oh you're a videographer you'd be like yeah no no no, that's a good differentiation of um i guess like purpose you know yeah who's doing who's working on what types of projects and, and why. Yeah. Um, and, uh, some of the myths or maybe just one of the myths about, uh, you know, uh, uh, 
cinematographers or uh, uh, DPs, uh, they're not just making beautiful pictures. They're telling stories with images, which I think are two different things, right? Like, or, or can be two different things independently where if you're telling, if you're not just making beautiful pictures because you can make something look beautiful. Right. But just like we were talking about with, uh, with, um, bird box, uh, your, the shit has to make sense. Like, you, you know, if you do something visually here where you're setting us up for something else, yeah. that's something else has to make sense with that first thing. If, if it doesn't, then we might not be able to articulate why it doesn't like, this doesn't feel good to us, but we will just like, I just didn't like it. That's what they, like oftentimes when you hear people say that, that's what mm -hmm. they're talking about is it just doesn't make sense to them. Like they don't know how to like express like, okay, this didn't quite make sense to me. Uh, um, but they say I didn't like it. And, and usually that's, or typically speaking that that's a case of you're just not doing a good job telling the story not just from a dialogue standpoint but from a visual standpoint yeah. that's why if you look really hard at some of these directors they're just so fucking talented or directors slash cinematographers uh or because and i say it together because they they really do have to work closely together if you look at like some of like martin scorsese's movies um it, it's just it, it, it it's like music he's playing music because the, the shit just makes sense like you know he mm -hmm. has shit that ties together from the scene five six scenes ago you know there's something here minute that you have to actually pay attention to but fits in with the shit that you know what i mean like yeah scorsese is a great one to, yeah. to reference um when it comes to like directing and cinematography yeah um, you know, you, you got Scorsese, you've got uh, Tarantino, obviously, you know, just, you know, the, the usuals. Right. But they're always paired with cinematographers that are fantastic at their job, you mm -hmm. know, uh, and, and to, to name a few of them. Right. Uh, so we have and, and this is like basically just like the standard guy. You know, this is who everybody just goes crazy about because and it, deservedly, he does such a phenomenal job. Uh, Richard Deacons, um, uh, wonderful DP, uh, a couple of the, he has a, just, a insane list of movies that he's had his, uh, direct handprint on. But, uh, the, the two of them that I, that I, that I appreciate probably the most, uh, is Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. Just yeah. a fucking, you could watch that movie on mute. It's oh my God. Stunning. You know, it's, it's, but it's stunning, but it's also telling you a story, you know? And, and I think that with his movies, that's what you can appreciate. And it's, you can look no further than the next movie I want to mention that tells you that is no country for old men. Yeah. You know, uh, he also DP'd uh, no, no Country for Old Men, uh, a Coen Brothers movie. Um, he it, it, the things that he did in that movie, I, I don't think it has uh, they've never been done again, you know, in terms of being able to tell a story visually and to have it be engaging and tie uh, one scene tying into the next. You yeah. know, um, very just fantastic film. Um, and then you have uh, Rachel Morrison with uh, Black Panther. She 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 DP'd Black Panther, and I thought she did a fantastic job um, w with that. Uh, you have Jodie Phillips, or I'm sorry, Jodie Phillips, uh, Jody Lee uh, Lipes, uh, who directed or didn't direct, uh, DP'd uh, Martha Marcy May Marlene. Have you seen that movie? Yeah, with um, Elizabeth Olsen. Olsen, yes. Yeah. Strange fucking movie. Very strange. But Very fantastic good. cinematography, Very as well as uh, Manchester by the Sea, which I do think that should have won the Oscar that year that it didn't, which I think it was Moonlight that won the Oscar that year. Yeah. Um, 
that, I, that I was around that, when he caught that case, right? When uh, Casey Affleck. That is, that yeah, noise. yeah, that yeah. didn't help him. That didn't yeah, help him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't catch a case and win an Oscar. But then you can, because he did. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Wait, did he win Best Picture, though? I think he won. The, I think he won the, the. No, he didn't. No, the, the, the movie didn't, but he, I think he won Best Actor. Okay, gotcha. So, so actually, it's even worse. Because, mm. because the, if you win Best Movie, then everybody else is involved and they're like, all right, well, you know, it wasn't just Casey. But if you yeah. win Best Actor, they're like, we endorse you. Like, yeah. <laughs> even though you <laughs> had this fucked up shit in yeah. your past. That's you another. Sick I should have, I should have brought that up for fucking the <laughs> R. Kelly thing. Um, but, uh, but yeah. Um, uh, but but probably my or at least the the, the cinematographer that I'm like, uh, like I, I just want to like learn everything that you fucking know you know, is Ray J. Uh, no, uh, yeah, yeah. He, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't call that great cinematography so much as just great business acumen. Is what I would call that. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, okay, so uh, it's it's Hoyt Van um, uh, Hoytema um, who. Uh, he DP'd uh, on the movie Her with um, Joaquin Phoenix, yeah. uh, as well as Spectre. Uh, but then uh, he's also worked with um, uh, Christopher Nolan a lot. Um, mm-hmm. So he DP'd, I think, The Dark Knight Rises. I might be wrong on that. I don't know. Don't quote me. Um, but, but then he um, DP'd Interstellar, which was... It, yeah, visually. If, just... even, if you, yeah, even if you can't say you don't like the movie or whatever... You just can't, that's one of the it's first things very, that you say. It's a fucking, it's a great, fantastic looking movie. Uh, and then he also DP'd um, Dunkirk. Uh, mm-hmm. So Christopher Nolan's latest, still, which I still is have to watch awesome. that one. And they, they did a majority of that in IMAX, which it, you needed to watch that movie in IMAX and to really sort of appreciate what, what it was that you're, you, you were seeing. And, and I think that there's almost nobody besides maybe uh, Deacons that's doing it better right now. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's film school for this week. Uh, we'll definitely hit you with something uh, next Monday. Yeah, I think uh, let's uh, let's school. let's tackle like lighting, lighting okay. design next year. I yeah, think... I was actually tempted to do almost do grip this week, mm-hmm. but I thought maybe it would be better just to do cinematography as a more broader. Yeah, sort of way I definitely think it. lighting is a uh, lighting design is is kind of like an underappreciated element in film. Yeah. Um. So let's uh, let's do that on the next uh, on the next episode. Well, on or the next, next film Monday, school. yeah. No, next film pool. Uh, so yeah. Um, I don't think I have anything else. I think that was pretty much. I'm exhausted as of today. Uh, it's been a long day for me. I, yeah, uh, yeah. No, I think that's a good place to leave it. Yeah, Just leave it there. Uh, okay. So we're gonna wrap it up, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if you rock with us this long, we definitely appreciate you. But uh, you know what? I don't even think I, I. Why do I even have to say this anymore? Just fucking hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the I got share some anger button. right now. Share button. Yeah. Hit the share button. There's a share button. Yeah, you can share. Um, if you're a fan of the podcast, oh, yeah, you can share yeah, it with yeah. your friends and family. Yeah. Well, why did Tag I act somebody? so surprised by that? I, I don't know why that yeah, shocked yeah. me. Yeah. Social <laughs> social media is about being yeah. social. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's a very big mystery to me. I, I need to uh, need to get better with he it. He was like, uh, "What? You can follow? Oh, yeah. You can follow? Wait a minute. <laughs> Since when? <laughs> what year that was this possible? Um, yeah. So so hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, uh, and, and share the podcast with uh, with anybody who has uh, ears or anybody who you just know likes. Yeah. Tag, shit, so, you know? tag someone who would like this. Tag someone who would hate it so yeah. they can comment and we yeah. can yeah. engage. And with tag them somebody and talk. who's lukewarm about it. You know, mm-hmm. and just tag everybody. This yeah. is, I think, what we're trying to get. Yeah. <laughs> what we're trying to get at here. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I think, uh, I think we're gonna go ahead and hit uh, the, the, the the typical po- uh, Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah. Protocol. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna hit the fucking usual protocol. If I can get the words out. 
fade out. 